Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, the show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. I'm Shane. And boy, do I have a rant today. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm the chameleon and I don't have a rant. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we can find something to fuel Shane's anyway. Welcome aboard everyone and on with the show. Let's start. Yes, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's another episode of Carpool Rugby League. And boys, we've made it to the finals. Oh, we are not on our not way to way. Bali for Mad no. Monday. We will be here tonight. Uh, it's, 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 it's such a good time of year and such a bummer at the same time. Because whilst it's awesome that it's finals, it means that Rugby League only has weeks to go. And yes, if we learned anything mm. last week, Shane, it's that you want more... Um, Bum, what was it? <laughs> bum, bum out. Bum out bum, in the NRL. Bum on. If you're going to you you hit run. up bum on, yeah. right, you deserve to be held. <laughs> yeah, I think one of our I'll best put bits. Put that on a t-shirt. You watch, mate. You watch. Bum first, I think, was the terminology. That was, so uh... if you're going to run bum first, you're held. <laughs> Our mate. That's, that, look, it's on a t-shirt. I, I, I actually think that it's was bumper our best, stickers. best bit of feedback this week. Um, as you all know... Um, yeah, Mick from Melbourne, who does uh, yes. you all know his voice. He's been on the show. He's on the show every week. With that uh, that intro. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, his takeaway from last week was who knew that Shano wanted more bum first in the NRL. Griffo, I don't know what you're after, but I know that with the finals coming up this week, we're going to get something, and I think you're going to like what you're looking at. Yeah, um, you know, we've said goodbye to eight teams again. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of those teams occupied a lot of talk on our show and, and all sorts of rugby league shows. So there won't be too much talk about those guys anymore. Farewell. We'll see you uh, see you in uh, March. Um, but we've got eight teams left. And there's some very good teams there. Um, I think we've got a competition in the finals that shapes as being one of the very, very best because... Um, I think, realistically, um, there's probably seven teams, I, I would say, who could win the comp. Um, Should be that hard on the Panthers, mate. I reckon there's still a chance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know they got tough one this week, but um, Very you tough. never know. Oh, you never know. No. Um, yeah, Canberra. But I think there's some some really good teams left, and we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But it's, uh, it's, I it's, agree with. it's going to be oh, a big yeah. weekend. I'm just trying to think, like, you know, like, it's sometimes, and we've said it on this show for years, it's almost like it's a new competition. So, therefore, you know, just to win games and build momentum, I, I think, I, I agree, I think the Canberra Raiders are probably cat and fodder, but everyone else, if they want to treat this like a new competition and build momentum and, and, and start on the road to the grand final, if it's a reset button you need, it's, you know, for for some teams it's um, four wins, and for others it's three. So, but only one loss. 
Yeah. So that's why it works. And 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 looking at it too, I think we um you know we'll get to it in a moment in a bit more detail. I'll go through the scores from from last week, but I I, I think the the right eight teams made it, and that was um evident through some of the performances we saw on the weekend. Um, the first is always that big boss block. That big blockbuster game. Jeez, I'm so excited, I can't even speak. Uh, Parramatta Eels defeated the Melbourne Storm 22-14. Nothing says we're serious about uh, playing finals like a win over the Storm, albeit without Jerome Hughes. Um, Manly, they just found another way to lose a game. 21-20, they went down to the Bulldogs on Friday night at a core stadium. Also on Friday night, the Sydney Roosters were victorious over the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 26 points to 16 in the um, the big opening of Allianz Stadium. Good stadium. Uh, yeah, great stadium. We'll talk about that actually um, in a moment. But just yeah, just touching on that, I think um, I think that's a it's a great place to watch uh, watch rugby league. I and... think I think uh, James Valentine during the week put it perfectly. He said it's 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 a it's a it's a new venue in New South Wales. We, we built, we built, a, we built, a, we built, we built one. We then plan to knock it down. We whinge about it being knocked down. We then complain about the taxpayers' money used to have it knocked down. We then build it. We then whinge about the fact it's being opened, and then when it's open, we all love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a process that's, there, but look, I mean, it's, yeah, look, that's it's probably great, about right. Great place to watch football. Great atmosphere there. Um, the Roosters fans got out in force. Let me tell you, there was a great atmosphere there. Um, they, they definitely claimed it the other night as their home ground. It'll be interesting to see the mix this week uh, in week one of the finals when they take on the Rabbitohs again on Sunday at Allianz Stadium. Was Gigachi um, there? Uh, I didn't see him, but I assume he was. Unless Newtown... Him, unless it, Did it there. clash with the Newtown game? Yeah. Or a family guy marathon? I don't know. I think um, Newtown might have had the week off. So. They had the bye this week, did they? I think so. Okay. All right. Well, the the I'll, I'll, I'll tell you who might as well have had the buy, and that's the um, the Warriors, because just when they give you a bit of hope, they end up finding a way to lose. Uh, they went down as well at home to finish off the season, 27-26 to the Titans. Both those teams have played their last game for the year. Um, another two teams that have played their last game for the year are the Dragons and the Broncos. The Broncos' disappointing end to the year um, continued right to the end, true to form, 22 points to 12. Does your, does your grab, this is going to be a stupid question, Griff. Does your grab come from this game? The, um, the Dragons, Dragons Broncos? Yeah. Yes, it does. Okay, actually. I'll, I'll wait for your grab. All right. But um, just, just very quickly before we move on too much more, I just want to, because I don't, we're going to talk a lot of finals uh, in this uh, podcast, I don't think the Broncos are going to come up very often uh, going forward. Just a quick comment. I know we don't want to labour the point from previous weeks. Considering where the Broncos were on the ladder, I mean, it wasn't even that long ago that they were in the four. I think I've only got to go back to round 19. Um, so we're talking six weeks ago, they were coming fourth. And they missed the eight. Like, And the, the thing is, Ray, they what missed do you say? the eight. Not only did they miss bye the bye. eight. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> I... Not only did they miss the eight, I think the frustration for a lot of people is that, you know, it was it was probably they played like I know they played some competition where you sort of thought, geez, you know, you, you got to step up there, but 
they just capitulated really they they lost their way i think typified by the 32 18 loss to the tigers in round 20 that was just i think that was the beginning of the end um big question marks over kevy though don't you think now yeah like, that's so, three years in a row um that's three years in a row he He's only been there two, hasn't he? Or? Yeah, well, sorry, he's only been there two, but three years where they haven't won the finals. He's yeah. been there two of them. Mm. For a club like two Brisbane, that's I, I would, I would, you know, where, like, where, where in their, I suppose their roster looks better, but geez, the thing is, uh, Griffo, Griffo makes the best point when he says you can have you, you know, your your roster can be good and you can you can be building and whatnot. You need someone to drop out of that eight for you to get in. And 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 it's funny, I until Griffo sort of started saying I'd never heard, I've never thought of it like that. And it's it's perfectly true. I looked at last year's um ladder and you sort of go, Yeah, you need that group to jump yeah. out so you can jump in. And that's the exactly the same. Um that's exactly the same thing for uh for this, you know, that the Raiders probably don't know what they're gonna do next year. You would imagine they still got footy to play I imagine this year, one mate. To seven, I, one to seven, massive question to be asked of the teams that came one to seven if they didn't finish the finals. Like finals, if they ain't finishing the finals next year, you've got Manly who who say that they they've had a bump in the road and they're going to come back. You've got you got the Broncos. Like I, I you know looking forward, I don't know. You know, you still got the vision of this year in your head. I think they're going to have to play. You're gonna have to play upper level, and I do they have it in them? Don't know because that was the level this year. You know, this year was the upper level, and it 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 fell short. And 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 at times fell short miserably. It shows. It shows. You know, a few weeks is a long time in in rugby league. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think Friday night was the last was the first time in a long time I've sat in a a group of. you know, large group of Rabbitohs fans, and no one brought up the fact that Adam Reynolds was missing. All of a sudden, that doesn't seem like such a big, uh, big deal. And I know that he's been missing. He's, uh, you know, he's been injured and all that. But, but that really brings up for me, like Reynolds, Capewell, these players that they brought to bring in that played final, not only finals but grand final last year. Um, you know, now now all of a sudden find themselves, um, yeah. Mad Mad Monday. So, a um, lot of lot of work to do for the Brisbane Broncos, and as a club, um, I think they'll be looking to to try and and turn that around as quick as they can because we know that we're used to the Broncos being a juggernaut in Queensland. They're a highly followed team in that area, and I know next year we're not expecting the Dolphins to, um, you know, to be anywhere near the top of the ladder, obviously, in their first year and given their squad and whatnot. But, um, you know, we've also got to factor in, too, a struggling Broncos might mean that people that are looking to get into rugby league may not have a team or a bit, you know, unsure about them. It might might also have that factor that it may fall into the Dolphins' hands and they might might get a few fans. I don't know. I don't know if you guys think that, that that's a factor or... I don't know. Or whether Brisbane fans are Brisbane fans and the Redcliffe fans are already there. But who knows... I'll tell you a team, though, that does have a lot of fans. A um, bit further north, though, North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, their fans were very excited the other night, winning 38-8, to albeit over a 
effectively reserve grade, reserve grade Panthers. Probably won't read much into that. We'll be talking a lot about those teams later on in our preview. Um, also scoring 38 points on Sunday were the Sharks, who also finished in the top four. They defeated the Knights 38-16. And the team that came through and had probably one of the biggest turnarounds in for and against in three weeks that you'd ever see, um, considering they were chasing down this for and against from, uh, from Brisbane. Brisbane kept getting belted. The Raiders kept having big wins. Uh, in the end, it didn't matter. They got in on their own steam. 56 points to 10, and they were missing a few. And that was enough for the Raiders, obviously, to get into the finals. Uh, and that's really the big story here we're talking about, guys, because now we do have our top eight set. Just to go through the ladder for the last time, we don't need to draw the imaginary line anymore, fellas. The line has been drawn in the sand, and it is um, between the Raiders and the Broncos no more Broncos in the competition. That is official this week. Panthers finishing first. Sharks second. Cowboys third. Oh, NRL. I need to fix up this. Sorry. Had it on last week's draw. I was almost going to say the Storm are fourth, but they're not. The Parramatta Eels are fourth. Storm fifth. Roosters sixth. South seventh. Raiders eighth. What that basically means for us this week, guys, just to, you know, get a feel of what's happening. Um, first we'll play fourth. Panthers play the Eels on Friday night. Storm play the Raiders. Um, that's fifth versus eighth uh, in the early game on Saturday. Second game on Saturday will be Sharks hosting the Cowboys. And Sunday will be the Roosters hosting the Rabbitohs. My question to you fellas. Is this the best first week of finals that you can remember? I'm struggling to fight to remember a week where we've had as many big games, big matchups, and important matchups, as well as fluking the local the local derbies, as they call them now, with Panthers, Eels, Roosters, Rabbitohs, so on and so forth. Uh, well, it beats last year, where the Knights and the Titans are involved. Yeah. So it beats that. <laughs> but realistically, I, you know, I, I, I can't remember... A, a, usually, sometimes you'll have... Like the, look, this is my my point basically being when you've got an elimination final between teams like the Rabbitohs and Roosters, it just shows how much quality is in this top eight. Yeah, I'm, I I I made course. a bold prediction about six weeks ago that the Raiders will make the finals. So I'm I on did. a roll. You did. Sorry, I was I was I was there. I heard it. I saw your faces. You did it. <laughs> I was very you serious. Know, you were. People, people didn't understand just how serious I was about it and just how no, sure I was. Adamant. You're adamant. I'm I'm going to make another bold prediction. Here we go. Write it down, Shane. How Here bold should I get? Now, I'm go. going go. to my first bold prediction. For what? For the grand today? final. No, 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 no. Oh, right. <laughs> for today, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the next, for the first, for hour one of the podcast. Yeah. I, I, there will be a grand finalist from outside of the top four this year. I agree. I, I, th- I, I think don't know that... if I'm ready to say that the winner of the grand final will come from out of the top four. I'm prepared to say that's a very high possibility. Um, given that you've got the likes of the Storm and Roosters outside the top four. But I think looking like, you know, crunching the numbers, doing a bit of a whip around, looking at how the draw might fall out, I'm actually um, thinking... Uh, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm thinking the winner of the Roosters-Rabbitohs, 
they'll they'll can they'll go a long way. Can, can go, go a long, long way. way. I think that yeah. I think that side of the draw is not too bad. I agree. Um, the thing is, Graham. I think what I think what you're getting at is something really important here. It's about it's it's about it's about momentum. So when you look at like last year, and I know Penrith went through and won the grand final. So I'm not going to don't, don't 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 sort of hang up on the fact that saying saying Shane, what are you on about? When South when they lost to South in that week one game, it was like it was like they were trying to find their feet again. And even in the grand final, like it was a very, very close game. And it was it was like I was waiting for this. It's almost like when, when a team loses that week one, it's like it, it's like it just chucks them into this this other realm where it's it's in a realm of panic. I I, I think the same thing happened in 2014 when um, Penrith beat the Roosters in that first week one. And then they sort of they sort of built some momentum in week two. But they sort of it, it sort of knocked the wind out of their sails. I think when when a team in that top four, unless you're very very strong mentally, it sort of knocks the wind out of your sails a little bit. And, and going on from there to win after that loss can be a real difficult situation. I, I I think that I think that I think that winning in that first week really does help your momentum to the grand final, whether it helps win the grand final, it it didn't last year, but you know, you look at the Cowboys at the moment. I don't think they're, they're playing good football. I don't think they're playing great football. Um, The sharks, a lot of people would say, you know, look at where they are. Are they, are they really the caliber of that, of the second team? They're there. You got it. You got to have it. I think if those teams were to, you know, one of those teams is going to have to play, in the second week after a loss. Who and, will they play? And, and they will play which, the winner of the South Roosters. So the okay. loser... So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, you know... Loser, all of a yeah, loser of Charles Cowboys. Either the South Roosters versus a losing team in the Cowboys Sharks. Yeah. Oh, that's it. And, and that's, and what, that's what this is. Winner of that plays the winner of Penrith Power. Jeez, you know? Gone in straight yeah, sets. And that's exactly yeah. right. You, and on the flip side... Um, yeah. You know, you get a red hot. You know, I, I, I doubt that the that the Raiders are going to give the Storm much of an issue this week. But you know, know, that Storm team are going to be playing Penrith or Para at a loss. You know, Penrith and Para are going to belt the daylights out of each other. And you think, I really think that that part, like, if some if someone said to me five weeks ago, the Roosters South finish in the top four, you wouldn't be surprised. If someone said that that the Raiders, I'm sorry, someone said that the that the eels and and sharks had been in the top four. Yeah, yeah. You would be that's the problem. The caliber of team that are now in this sort of top seven with with Canberra finishing eighth is very high. And 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 I think that's probably not such a bold prediction saying that someone outside of the four will or will will make it in the grand final. I think that's I, I, I actually think it's an. I actually think it's 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 a given that they're playing a team who's going to be, you know, at the end of a loss, spirits slightly down. Albeit a home game, they'll have a home game, and the team that travels up to, if it is North Queensland that lose, it's going to be a trek. But yeah, say I, this. I, say that hypothetical run where the Cowboys lose this week, Roosters win. 
they play each other at Townsville. You'd, you'd back the Roosters oh, in, in something I like that. Back the Roosters. And then the Most winner definitely. of that game would be playing the winner the of the... No, yeah. the winner of that game would oh, be playing sorry, the, the winner of Penrith Para for Parra. a spot in the grand final. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we know Para have a good record against Penrith. I mean, that, that yeah. game's going to be tough to pick. The Roost, I mean, if, as, if, if even if Penrith gets through this week, Griffo, coming up against the Roosters team that's on the roll, that would be a big danger game. I think this just oh, shows sure. us that this is up for grabs. You know what, Grant? Just on oh. that, I think if Penrith did lose this week, they go over and I think they cover Storm, Raiders, Cowboys, Sharks yeah. to make a grand final. Yeah. Likewise, I I'm, think Murray do the same. I'm not ruling out a Penrith Power Grand Final. It, it's it, Joey Johnson <laughs> came out last I'll week. I'll tell you what. It. I'll tell you Wouldn't what. Wouldn't that be massive in Western I'll tell Sydney? you what. I if if I'd grab a ticket to that. Oh, I, I, you know, like I, if one had to. a ticket, I'd go. Yeah, I'd yeah. I'd go watch that. Yeah. That would be venomous. Like that would be, she's well, you know, um, the we had a bit of a false alarm at work the other day and and someone said i wonder what it was and i said it was every para fan sort of jumping online trying to get grand final tickets um <laughs> <laughs> it was you know but why not yeah they're playing just as good footy well, as anyone else yeah yeah so and, and and the thing is too it's one of those things where it's been a long time we, we also know uh shano following the rabbitos this has one of those um 2014 kind of built to the finals for the Eels. So it could be their year. The only thing before we go um, into the grab that I just want to make sure I mention before, and I know that everyone's going to say, oh, Graham, Canberra, Canberra, Canberra. I I just worry that people are too dismissive of the Raiders. Now, I know going down to Melbourne in a final and winning is a big ask, but... um, I, I, I think that that's still going to be a belter of a game, and I know we'll get into that in a moment. But um, I don't know. I just I, I think the Raiders shouldn't be counted out in this uh, top eight, and for me, it's a true uh, top eight, and the best top eight, uh, the best teams are there. And look, speaking of the best on the field, um, look, nothing gets better or more prestigious than winning uh, Griffo's grab for the week. So I think it's time to uh, see what caught the chameleon's eye with Griffo's grab. All right, mate. What what do you got for us this week? Well, Shano predicted the uh, game that it was going to come from. When we haven't had a conversation about this, I'm no, 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 no. It reads minds. It reads minds. Um, uh, the grab for this week is someone who's never had a grab before. It's the Saint George Illawarra. I was going to say winger, but we've got feeling might maybe played centre last week. You Matt did. Fiona or Fiona. Yeah. yeah um, I know exactly what you're going to say. I, yeah. He, uh, about, it was brilliant. One of the all time great individual tries. Uh, from memory, he received the ball around about halfway, approximately. He beat eight Broncos, some of them twice. On his way to the line, he used power, speed, uh, deception, but just massive determination. Now, um, 
one of the tries that people talk about from times past as being possibly the best solo try from an outside back was Eric Groth. Uh, I think it was in a semi-final against uh, the Bulldogs. Could have even been a grand final. But I think it was a semi um, where he didn't do what Matt Fiena did the other night. But um, it, it was an amazing try from Groth in a big game. But uh, yeah, Fiena, that was just outstanding. I, I, th- I saw that and I thought, Nothing's going to beat that. Um, uh, and nothing did. That was just amazing. I want a special shout out um, to Big Eddie Blacker playing his first game for the Panthers uh, at the end of the 80 minutes. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater was going downfield. Uh, looked like he was going to uh, score for all money. Um, Blacker came across, just kept chasing, made the tackle on uh, Drinkwater, who passed inside, and uh, whoever it was coming through knocked the ball on Matt being Kyle Felt. So um, that chase from Eddie Blacker, um, well, it's not the official grab, but it, it still mm. grabbed my eye. Um, but uh, Fiona, um He's got a twin brother. I, I, his twin brother, I've not heard anything about him for a while. Um, and, and rarely, I don't, if ever, have we seen both Fiena twins in the same team for, for the NRL. They might have played some lower grades, but there's a question mark. Are there originally two Fiena? I was going to say, are you saying what I think <laughs> you're saying? I'm saying there's only one. There's only one. Well, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know if they've ever lined up on the same day in the NRL for the for the Dragons. I know Perhaps at various enough. stages they've been listed. Martin, I, I don't know what, I can't remember what the other fellow's name is. Um, uh, but he's got a twin, apparently, allegedly. Uh, but uh, anyway, Matt Fiena, outstanding. Yeah, it'd be interesting to say, is it Max? Max was the other one? No. Yes. Is it Max? I feel like on. I'm, uh, yeah, I feel like that, uh, that that rings a bell. But anyway, I might be thinking Matt and I have been calling him by the wrong name for a while. So who knows that one? But um, good grab. Good Griffo's grab. Good to see you grab someone winning prizes um, from a team like the Dragons who won't be involved in finals. And it probably just brings me to a quick discussion I want to have. Just a couple of minutes, fellas. It made me think about... Players from teams that win big prizes when their team's not in the running for the big prize. The Dragons are the team I'm thinking about. The prize I'm thinking about is the Dally M Award. This could be a... Who who are we thinking at this stage now that the season's over? We know that, you know, the the points have been given. Um, The the player that came to mind was that Ben Hunt could be a you know, a possibility for this. I'm not sure what you guys think and whether that's a whether that's possible. Um, is there anyone, I know I'm putting you guys on the spot, but is there anyone you guys can think of, um, you know, for that award currently? And, you know, is it someone that we may not be seeing in the finals? No, I think the hunt is on well and truly. Um, uh, he's played, I won't say he's played an absolute lone hand, but it's pretty close. Um uh, Pretty much every week he's been the Dragons' best. Uh, 
Um, and he was thereabouts, if not leading, when uh, it all went behind closed doors. Um, Nico Hines is probably the other guy who who uh, is a is a chance. I'd say I, I can't see anyone else winning. Um, I'm not a big fan of the way they do it with the three two one, but um, if you take three two one out of it, I've got no problem with Ben Hunt being awarded the uh, the Player of the um, Year, even though his team only won half their games. Um. Did Ben Hunt win the ABC Player of the Year? I uh, didn't hear. Sure. I think he did. I think he did. I think Nico Hines got the one on SEN. I think they were saying the other day. Did he? Jeez, um, I'm sure he was so, there or thereabouts. And you know what? Wouldn't be surprised. No, because the only thing, because I, the only reason I think of it, because I thought I had no problem for that. What he'd done for that team and how he, you know. The, <laughs> Minus him, they're the spoon. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. Tigers would give him a run, but yeah, but they yeah. deserve. So, so I think as an accolade, he he deserves it all he can get, and and it, it springboarded his um his form into Origin, and you know he you know, he was a, big a for Queensland. Of, yeah, a lot that gets made. Game. A lot gets made of that game again where he played for the Broncos, but. You forget he is a quality player. He just, you know, yeah. with quality around him, he still shines. And in the Queensland jersey, he did just that. Yeah. Nah, just so I get your comments on that, guys, because um, it would be one of those situations where, um, yeah, it'd be, uh, yet yeah, again, can't remember when it may have happened. Uh, most of the time we see, um, players who are in those teams that are making the finals and going right to the pointy end that uh, that win the award. And also, too, um, often the points go to the teams that win games. So when you're not winning the majority of your games, it is very difficult. So, um, yeah, definitely something to, to keep in mind. Um, you'll notice, too, that uh, well, we, we didn't have the tidbits this week, but we thought we'd just be sprinkling tidbits throughout. And one of the things that I think a lot of you guys might have thought you'd hear this week in the tidbits um gets a gets a pretty special prize all right now there are many slogans you could put on a um we will consider the fans. Oh, gosh. A lot of uh, ex-players look up to the Peter Volandis has jumped look, in there. Look. He's jumped the gun early. I've got. I'm going to hear from him in a second. We've got Peter Volandis here with a few comments, but he just he just wanted to jump in. Sorry, there, fellas. Um, that's my next piece of audio. We've got to queue up. You can tell that we're uh, we're doing all this ourselves. As I said, there's plenty of slogans you can put on a t-shirt. One of the slogans that we often hear is "What's a game worth?" Um, and and we send that now to "What's a finals game worth?" My gaff this week is the NRL's um, handling, I suppose, of the Taylor May situation. So for those who aren't aware, uh, Taylor May has been found guilty of um, assault, I think was the official charge, guys. Um, help me out if I say anything silly here, because I know... Anyway, long story short, he had been um, he had been fined um, as his punishment through the courts. Um, $1,000. 1000 bucks. And no, um, no, no conviction. 
Yeah, recorded. I think that was, yeah, 1000 bucks goes as compensation to the victim. Yeah. Um, was $1,000 compensation plus the fine, or was it just uh, 1000 bucks? Might, might have been. I think it was 1000 I think it was 1000 compensation and 1000 fine. So all up, he was out of pocket there, uh, according to the law, two grand, uh, 1000 in fines, 1000 to the victim um, for the assault that occurred. Um, the NRL have now handed down their punishment based on their investigation, their findings through uh, what I'd imagine would be the integrity unit. Uh, what they have passed down is a fine of $7,500 and a two-game ban. What's getting all the news and what's going to be the topic of our conversation, I think, fellas, is the fact that the NRL has said that uh, Taylor May will not miss the finals with this two-game ban as a result of this off-field discretion. However, he may uh, take these two games out uh, next year. So he will not miss any games this year. He'll be playing finals this week. The two-game suspension, they said, we can have you um, serve that next year. Now, boys, I asked you before you came on air, and this was only on... um, This is courtesy of Channel 9. This is on their... Six o'clock broadcast on Wednesday night. Where as we're recording this, it's a bit before eight o'clock on Wednesday night. You guys hadn't heard this. I mean, you've heard a little bit of it because I bumped the button. But um, <laughs> this was Peter Valandis when he was asked why Taylor May's suspension will not occur this week and for the next two matches, and will be held off for him to be able to serve next year after potentially playing finals football and and even a World Cup. Let's have a listen. We will consider the fans. A lot of uh, ex-players look at through the players' lens. We look at we look at it now through everyone's lens. And and the most important person at the moment is the fan. Why penalise the Penrith fans of an indiscretion that the player did? The the person that should be paying the penalty is the player, and they will because they've got two matches and a substantial part of their salary. Okay. So, substantial part of the salary. Basically, yeah, I don't think he realises how much these blokes are on. Basically, what we're saying there, I'll ask you, because uh, Peter Volandis has come out today, Griffo, and said he's doing it for you guys. He's doing it for the fans, especially the Penrith fans. His logic is, and I know we're going to pick, Shane's, Shane's itching to rant and pick this one apart, is that because it's finals, it's a big game. The fans are going to miss out if he's suspended, uh, so we'll let him play. Yeah. Um well, I am a Penrith fan, and I think it's weird. Um, I had a different word, but are we saying Weird's good. I Weird is good. It's bizarre. Look, it's unprecedented. Around about this, this time last year was maybe the last time Pete Melandis made a mistake um, when he came out and yes. uh, mentioned uh, O'Shea Ole. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> he's, he's gone off maybe one or two weeks early. Uh, with his uh, mistake for this year, um, look, I, 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 um, I, I first sort of heard about this. Well, it was certainly discussed a lot on the radio this morning. Um, Taylor May, um, he is massively in the spotlight, and I'm sure quite embarrassed to be yep. so. Um, the NRL saw the video like a long time ago. And at the time they said, 
no action. Mm. Um, I only saw the video a few weeks ago when it, after the court case was finished. Um, he dragged a guy from sort of the back of his shirt, the top there, onto the ground. Now, um, the judge found him guilty of assault, um, not calling, causing grievous bodily harm because the bloke wasn't too badly injured. But um, this guy apparently had just been a pain in the ass mm. to a number of the players um, on the video that we saw or that was put out there a couple of weeks ago. It seemed as though he was just talking uh, to some of the players. Obviously, it didn't show what had preceded that. Apparently, he'd just been a pest. Um, now, um, he's then come out and, and gone to the police, which is his right. Um But I, I want to, I can't understand why security didn't step in and throw him out of the place earlier. Um, mm. Security said, you know, came out, yeah, this guy was annoying them. Um, they're celebrating after a grand final win. And, you know, obviously, you I can't I, assault I, the bloke, I mean, though. Well, no, you can't. I and mean, he's, you know, he's copped. They didn't look like um, they were under any harm, any physical harm. It's not as though he was defending himself uh, in a fight. Well, I as think, I said, we know. only saw what we saw. Mm. Um, I don't even think any of this is relevant, to be honest with you. He's been convicted of assault. That's the issue. Yeah, no conviction. Mm. Oh, well, so, okay, guilty, sorry. Wrong wording. Yeah, no conviction. Like, so if he's got no conviction... Does he actually need to be suspended? So you're... That's, whoa! Does like, he? I mean, oh, that's, there's like, got to be some... Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I think there has to be some deterrent from the NRL. The NRL have to be seen to be doing something about this. Okay. Whether it's yeah. a... Like, fine could have been done. Fine was fine. Yeah. There's a big, no, I'm not bigger saying, fine. Go for yeah. it. Fine, yeah. But yeah. is it worthy of a suspension? Um. I'm just asking the question. Yeah. Like, I, yes, I do think there should have been some action taken by the NRL. Um, and, you know, he's copped a, a $7,500 fine, which is um, significantly more than you get for a grade one offense on the fifth offense of a grade one, as we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. Um what did, Kalen, about... what did Kalen Ponga and the other guy that's, from Newcastle yeah. get? They got nothing. Bugger all. And that's nothing. part of the gaff. Yeah. Um, so. What did Mitchell Pierce get? He got a lot of weeks. The bull and a man. massive fine. Yeah. So. 120 grand or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, it was just an absolute inconsistency. Yeah. But. In terms You're of right. Taylor, in terms of the suspension, if he's going to be suspended, I don't like the precedent. He should have.
gone for a week now, and and that that's it. Not, yeah. I, I don't like the precedent of okay, we're going to suspend the sentence. I know they do it in other sports, mm-hmm. in horse racing especially, um, and that's the the background of Mister Villandis. Um, whether that had anything to do with it, I absolutely don't know. Yeah, that's a who point. made the decision? I also I don't know. That. Who did make the decision? Is it the match review committee? Well, it's yeah. not a match review issue. So mm. I don't know. Well, I don't for, know where it comes from. But I do imagine the integrity in it. Yeah. I'd imagine, but like I'm gonna say this. If you're gonna suspend the guy, it had to be now. Yeah. I don't like the precedent that's being set. I, I I think personally, if it was going to cop a suspension, a one game suspension, I, I think a fine would have been enough, even if it was more. Yeah. But um, I don't like the precedent because we're now in an area where anyone who does have an indiscretion, and this was an off-field indiscretion. Yeah. Are we treating those different to on-field? Um, I just don't like the precedent and under the current system, a state of origin game or a final is not worth any more. It's just a game. Now, I'm happy to say they should be worth more, but currently we don't have mm. a system that provides for that. We've been saying that for years. Exactly. Exactly. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like when out of nowhere we went from two refs to one. Yeah. Uh, it's just come. <laughs> Forgot about the second bloke. Yeah. But, but you, you make a good point there. And, like, you know, as I, I sort of came in a, a bit a bit hot there just to make sure we were we were sort of following up the, the notion that we don't want this stuff happening. We don't want this stuff happening. Oh. It's not a good look, regardless of the circumstances. There, there had to be something there. He and, got charged with bringing the game into disrepute. And and the interesting thing here is where you've got, if there was a bigger fine, okay, you could have said, yes, he's been fined. I reckon if they came out the other day and said he's been fined $30,000, no one would be talk, it'd be not It'd be done. Yep, I agree. It'd be done. They've decided to give him matches. And this is where we're starting to get, as Griffo said, Shano, into dangerous territory because now all of a sudden the NRL... As we heard just then with Peter Volandis, courtesy of Channel 9 News. Um, they're saying that it's about giving the fans what they want and players being a part of the big games. This for, That for me was a very... Oh, they're very dangerous I'll comments. I'll tell you now. I'll they're tell very you dangerous now. comments because I'll tell people you now. argue... That, the only um, reason he, I'll, I'll kick yeah. off now, Gray. Yes, I'll tee off. <laughs> off, off. Here we go. No, no, you know, whip fact, that horse. He's off on a rant. fact, I'm not. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm I'm confused more than annoyed with all this. I, I I'm baffled. Um, I found it interesting that he found the time at six o'clock to come out and make a statement on the same day that the and AFL have pretty much announced their TV deal. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's pretty much. You know, if you want to call it per game, the AFL are getting $8 million a game. It's ours plus a bit and they don't have origin. $8 million a game. It is light years away from from a, from a, from a regular round match. That's the first thing he's combating in all this. Because don't you worry, this decision has given that a hit. 
I I think what the NRL have shown is two things here. Number one, fines mean nothing to NRL players. Um, he could have got a thirty thousand dollar fine. Obviously, um, the NRL have pretty much now cemented the fact that fines do nothing to NRL players. They mean nothing to NRL players. They're easily bought and sold by the team. Um, so finding a player is just useless and it's futile. Um, hence the tokenistic seven and a half thousand dollar fine. They've said that they've now put a finals match at greater than two club matches, um, a very dangerous precedent. Um, I, I think that they've got it totally wrong. I agree with Griffo. If you give him, look, if you'd said $10,000 fine, because seven and a half grand, what a weird ass number. Um, $10,000 fine, one week, the guy plays again. You haven't rubbed him out. Crack. They've got a second crack. He plays again. This whole idea we want him there for the fans, that's BS. Valandis, you know. No one like, gave a shit last year when Latrell wasn't no, there. But that's not, no, people. that's not. I'm not even talking about that. No, that's, or, that's a different thing. Mate, I, I say Luke, right Michael now, Ennis missing yeah, grand finals yeah. for tackles. This guy assaults yeah. a bloke and he gets to play yeah. finals. But the thing is. That's this, the issue. The thing is this. I think that um, I agree with Griffo. This is not May's doing. He, he, he put his hand on another guy. That Whether you're celebrating a grand final or you're just out with your mates, it doesn't matter. Um, I hear on a regular basis at martial arts training our master talking to eight-year-olds about zip it, don't get lippy. And if someone gets lippy with you, learn how to deal with it. Um, if you can't handle someone being lippy and you go around from behind to attack them, I, I think that's that's pretty grubby. Like as someone who, as someone who would never want to get into a fight because I don't see the point, but who has fought with some very, very exceptional people. I, I can't see if you go behind someone to drag them down because they got a bit lippy. Well, you actually need counselling from your club. Um, the NRL haven't come out and asked Panthers to do that. You know who's talking to oh, Taylor May and saying, no, "Mate, I think the I think that was part of his fine." Okay, part of his fine was yeah. Good, I think good, part of his good, fine good. from the court case was um, from the court case. Yeah, so part of his fine. So well, I think part of I don't, the, 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 what the, the courts did, I don't care. I've got the course here, I don't care. Uh, was it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to look at this for one of his fines. Somewhere in the mix, I think. He has to go to counsel. I don't That's know if it's the NRL. Right. Just give me a moment and I'll have to but look into that for I, you. Give me I, a minute. When I had, maybe because I fell over at the, at the, at the, at what he got, um, I didn't see if the NRL. I know what goes on at Penrith. They're better than this. That's the thing. Like, like, the guy should get one week, $10,000. Fines are taken, Misty. You know, the, the NRL have ordered him to undergo counselling and educational training Good. as a part of it. But I know what they do at Penrith. I know the systems they have in place at Penrith. They're Why educating him before a, this. Like, yeah. And this is what I think. If you're going to put two games on it, or you're going to put a game on it, call it for what it is. And I think we're all in agreement you should have served the game this week and be done with it. One game, he gets another shot next week. If they win, lose, or draw... And it shows that they're serious about this. You brought the game into disrepute. The biggest problem with these off-field incidents is, and the thing that the NRL are really struggling with, is when there's an off-field incident, they don't know how to deal with it. Um, 
they're really unsure of what the common ground there is. They, they, they almost look for the courts to say, well, what would you do? Well, when someone does the bubbler, the courts, no, who gets involved there? You know, it's like, it's almost like what's the magnitude or perceived magnitude? Now, perceived magnitude is something depends who you talk to. And I think that I think that people have to get really, I think the NRL have to get serious in this regard because it's becoming a very serious chink in the armor. And when we've just talked about, you know, the thing that keeps the NRL alive, whether you love it or not, is fans and money. Fans, money, and a good product. They've got fans, they've got a good product, they need the money. We've just seen in the last 24 hours, $8 million a game go to the AFL. That's coffers that that money was taken out of what was going to get offered to the NRL. The three most important games in the sporting calendar, television monetary-wise, is State of Origin. We now know the State of Origin has hit its monetary and viewer ceiling. No one, no, no one else is watching the State of Origin, so they have to go further afield. They've neglected the West, they've neglected the West Coast to their detriment. These little things are the chink in the armor that hurts the NRL. And by coming out and saying, oh, well, we're, talk- we're about the fans. Well, what fans? Like, what fans are you about? Like, this is where, this is where I feel for Penrith fans because Penrith fans get blasted saying, it's oh, not well. Penrith's fault. You know, and it's not the fans' fault. So uh-huh. why put the fans in this? The fans didn't do this. Didn't the fans the follow their team. They didn't invent this system. They didn't make the system. They didn't make him go to the pub. They didn't make him pull the guy down. So to talk about the fans, that's another furphy. And you're right about you're right about um, in racing. There can be a suspended sentence depending on the meet. But once that, but what actually happens is, is that if the that's in very very extenuating circumstances where it would. I think you've actually got to have it's it's a whole different system. It does happen, but the system's so far different. Um, it's all got to do with um, who you're racing with, at what course, under what jurisdiction, um, which is why a lot of people can 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 face a fine um, in New South Wales and still go to the Melbourne Cup. This is one system made by one group. I think I think the dumb thing is they don't see how dumb it is and this and they're and they're now trying to save themselves and, and he's just come out and look what Volandis has done has been very very good don't get me wrong you can't get every decision right and i don't expect them to but when you look at the off-field incidences over the last 10 years and you look at what they've gained and you look at what people have been given and you look at then what's happened afterwards you go there is the inconsistency is consistent. It's it's like they they are unsure. I agree with you, Griff. Um, our brother Panther Ash, he said off-field incidences do are they worth finals game? Um, and I said I don't know. I, I I don't know. But I can't rant about something that I'm totally baffled by, and I'm totally baffled by this. Um. I, I just think they've got it. They've got it. They, they only, it's not about Taylor May and this decision. They've got this wrong. What what off-field indiscretion have they ever gotten right? Where you go, that hit the mark. 
But that, f- that what that that hit the mark, and in, then in the past you almost feel like they've gone too, you too much the other that. way. Yeah, and but you compound that by now, whether you like it or not, and whether it was on field or off field, you've now given a, a value to a finals match, and that value is more than two NRL matches. If this if this came out three weeks ago, he misses the next two NRL games. Of course he does. Now, this is where we start to go and we're saying, and this is what we have been saying for so long. The biggest problem. And no one has cared in the past, whether it's finals, whether it's state of origin, or whether you're playing the Tigers, they're all worth the same. And this is is where the NRL is now starting to say, well, no, um, we we want Taylor May there because it's finals and the Panthers. Panthers fans I, they don't want to watch him play. They don't want Taylor May there because it's finals. That's that's the biggest load of bull crap out. And why is he? Why is... Because they made a mistake. They knew about this a long time ago. They knew exactly what happened. What they weren't prepared for is the fact that he that this guy who got pulled to the ground would go to the courts. Are you sort they're of saying that egg, because they did with, nothing? They're left with egg on their face, and now they have to be seen to do something. Because what hits the papers? What hits the papers next week? A but guy the, found guilty. A guy found guilty. Yeah, but it's almost nothing. it's almost like and, and, and I see what all you say. If they dealt said, with it, they it would have been back it, in it the just, season. This is what now, they should have done. We made a mistake back then. Looking on new evidence and seeing the situation that's caused, and now it's out in the media. Like, look, okay, take the Mitchell Pierce thing. If it wasn't videoed, would he have gotten fined? Well, the only yeah. fact that's out, the only fact there's yeah. an issue now is because it got out there, right? If you're the NRL, you'd say, Look, we did know about this. Now that it's out in the public, this it's wasn't bought the game. It's this wasn't videoed, he wouldn't have been fined. He wouldn't have been fined. Yeah, it's brought the game into disrepute. <laughs> what we're going to do, because it's brought the game into disrepute, he'll miss the next match and have a $10,000 yeah. fine and it'll be over. The other thing I want to clear up too, too I think they interviewed the dog and the dog was quite upset about it. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I heard from her friends that she's a bitch anyway. And look, I know we're making. They personally had a chat with Carney, and he was peeing in his own mouth. Yeah, that's right. He was he was just thirsty. The other thing I've had people bring up, and I think we've got to clear, is this because uh, I've had people questioning, going, "Oh, what about the no fault stand down policy?" I think the way the NRL described that, that's for serious offences, and this yeah. doesn't fall within that category. I so I don't think charges that yeah incur like a. I don't know if it's a seven or a nine-year jail sentence. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think I know the parallels. I mean, I've had a lot of people say to me in the last day or two, "Hey, Gray, you know this guy's playing finals. Jack DeBellin was found not guilty and he missed two years. Very different context. I, I don't think that's. Um, yeah, I think I think that's one thing. The, but I, I think this is where we've got to where where they've opened a can of worms, fellas, because. Um, can I be honest? No one wants to can of worms, do they? No. No. Worms should be left in the can. Can That's I be right. <laughs> if they had said this, if if the NRL, oh, you know what I would have been happy right. with? It's a fucking mess. This is what I would have been happy with. I would have been happy with this. I'd rather a can of beans, said, but they don't agree with we're me. Going, we're going to grab Taylor May. We're going to put him through a counselling program. We're going to make sure he gets the help he needs. He's going to have to do regular anger management. And we're going to give him a ten grand fine. I Done. I didn't no expect one. the guy to no. miss matches. I, I didn't, didn't, and this either. is what blows my mind, mate. Do you know what this I think? Blows my mind. I did not expect the guy to miss matches. They should have fluffed I, I around to the end of the year. I want to get him help. 
Sure. I want to see now the guy. Now, if the guy's like this on the drink, does he need a help with that? I don't know. I don't know the guy. I'm sure he's a lovely human being, but at the end Ball of the made day, he, he made, made a mistake. mistake yes. and I don't know. I think seriously, his first mistake was getting the Chinese tattoo know. on his neck. I don't know if it's worth. <laughs> it might have been a mistake as well. Is that like in the Big Bang Theory where it's uh, I don't know. Chinese for soup? <laughs> it means destiny or something. He goes, no, no it means soup. soup. Um, um, look, yeah, the I, other thing, look, I think the I main issue out of this it. is 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 it's, it's around the suspension, and I think what we've we've established here is but you is know they what? Had other consequences. I... The, the only issue that people have is is with delaying the suspension. And can I, I say uh, this? Can yeah. I say this? Yeah. If the guy had been pushed to the ground, smashed his head. Broken skull, went to hospital, had some issues. Well, how many weeks would he have gotten? He'd be in jail. He'd be... Yeah, he would have... It'd you know, be huge, you know what I mean? He'd be developing. The thing, yet again, it's an NRL It's an NRL decision based on... Oh, so what happened to him? Oh, but we've got See, to be seen to do something. This is... And this it's like off-field discretion, they're hopeless. With. As I anyway. said, we were confused. And then when Peter Volandis tried to clear it up no. with those comments, that... I went from Esche, confusion to... I went from confusion to um, annoyance a bit because this is where they need to come out now. They need to jump on board with us and say, well, they've accepted that a finals game is different to a regular season game and it's worth more. And I would love to see players... Are we in the point now? Like, Is this one of those things where... I mean, if you can pick and choose when you take your suspension, you know what you go, he mate, said. When we that. play the Tigers, I'll have a week off. No, nah, we but, but you know, but you know what he said in that. You know what he said in that, which I found very interesting. He said, "In the past, we've looked at what past players would give it. Now we've got to look to the fans. Does this mean the judicial system is going to have a massive overhaul based on the up and coming?" Up coming up, up and coming games. Who's playing? What's going Let's on? Let's not ruin our but, blockbuster so that we can get as good a TV deal. No, as but you AFL. know what I mean. Like, don't laugh. I think a lot of what he said was in in direct response to the fact that at their round board table this morning, they were saying AFL's getting eight million a game. Lindsay Collins, where are we going to do that? Has yeah, suffered Collins more for, for tackle. Now I know it was a hip drop. I understand that it was in a game. Totally different context. He doesn't want the Panthers fans to suffer and lose Taylor May. Lynch, the Roosters fans, I think, will be upset they don't have Collins after. I, I know it sounds silly. You know who'll be I upset as well? Bizarre. The Storm fans who don't have Tom Eisen, who goes out for the season. Yeah, that's, that's true. And that's, and that's but how correct. stupid do all of correct. these? I sound stupid. That logic right. sounds stupid. Do you know why? Because we're applying the same logic that Peter Volandis did. His logic yeah. is absolutely bonkers. It if is. We are saying that we're not going to suspend a guy because we're worried that the fans are going to miss out. That's bizarre. That is that is madness. They've lost the plot. Well, there's a whole group of players going to Bali. There are, and and, and look, if if I'll be honest with you guys, just 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 very quickly, if you Mad Monday now, um, Mad Monday destinations, um, Graham, Graham, I think what I are we think, thinking? I think I think you've got one of the best Mad Monday stories in the history. You got one of the best Mad Monday stories, and sadly, you weren't even on it. You had to work. The um, 
The Sayonara <laughs> Craig. Uh, the classic David Fayolongo. Uh, yeah. Sayonara Craig uh, weekend. Uh, Mad Monday, that one. But yeah, yeah, it was a good, it was a good farewell to Craig Wing. Apparently, uh, they were all uh, dressed in in Japanese dress, and um, Jason Taylor, I think, had an addition to his uh, <laughs> to his costume. Sumo slap, sumo <laughs> he slap. He got the sumo slap. But look, you know, but that put him in. Um, and do you know what the funny thing is? I love about that story, and I know we're going a bit off topic. Jason Taylor still isn't the best halfback to get belted by David Farlongo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give that one to Brayton Astor. But anyway, look, guys, Mad Monday, it is upon us for the teams that aren't playing um, any more um, games this year. So there are eight teams that are heading off on Mad Monday. Popular Mad Monday destination, fellas. Um, if you're heading overseas, Bali's got to be the one, doesn't it, Griffo? Well, I've never been to Bali, um, but I'm told by many that it's it's a good place to go. Um and uh, one of our listeners, uh, uh, Trev Maka from Springwood, he's a Panther man, one of my mates, sit with him at footy. Uh, he suggested that uh, we look at uh, the Barley 13. I know we've had in the past, there was the Barley 9s. Um, with uh, Renee Lawrence and the boys over there, Myron Sukumayron, and, and some of those guys aren't with us anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we don't really do the nine so much anymore. So we've got the Barley 13. Um, and, uh, you know, it was this poor old Myron. He, 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 is, is it Myron that's not with us? Who? Yeah, anyway, Myron, Sukumayron. He was part of the uh, Bali Nine. You're not with us, Graham? No. Sorry, mate. I was on <laughs> okay. my phone. Sorry. Wait, yeah, I thought you were talking about footy for a minute there, and then I came back. <laughs> anyway, um, this is this is. The Are we team. actually talking about the, uh, the 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 real Bali Nine? Yeah, the Bali Nines. You know, they went over there for uh, you know for the Nines tournament in drugs, I believe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, I, I don't know too much about Bali, but I don't ever hear too many good things happening. You, you, got, you know what? Can I just throw it out there? It's not a place I've often thought about going. No, it's not on my no. list. But Chan you know, was the other bloke, wasn't it? Chan, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah not Charlie. Um, I forget his name, but um, I was going to say Alex, but I think he used to play for Manly, Alex Chan. Um there was Renee Lawrence. Um, All right. That's the one I remember. I think maybe she's I'm thinking of something us. different. No, anyway. no relation to Emma. No relation. Is she as good looking in real life as she is on the TV, Griffo? What, the person from the bar? Renee Lawrence. Emma Lawrence, wow. are you too busy talking about me? I'll tell you what, mate. Do your dogs take you around the street? <laughs> like, you need them to stop at the stoplight for you? Nah, I just thought I'd Apologies, ask about... Apologies, Renee, if you're listening, by yeah. the way. We love your work. I thought I'd ask about Emma Lawrence because you're the only one of us that have actually met her. I've high-fived her. Yeah. yeah. But, but not her distant well, relative, Renee. Saw her. Saw her. In person? Yeah. Nah, I think yeah. she thought you were a pest. Anyway. Well... 
Matt King thought you were done up. Yeah, and that is correct. Um, the, those were the days. That's one of the greatest um, bits of Fox footage ever. I got. I got to be honest with you, mate. I did tune out because I was trying to get the um the footy tipping comp, the carpool rugby league tipping oh. comp. Oh yes, on for yes. the finals. Finals, yes. you do have to Still tip. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, tipping for finals. Sorry, yeah, mate. I thought you were just going to run with your segment and tell me about oh, okay. the Bali Thirteen. All right. Well, well so, this is. Uh... I didn't think we were going to get into news stories from twenty years ago. Okay. Um, this is this is uh, Trev's Barley Thirteen. Um, now the Barley Thirteen, I don't think we mentioned it, comes from those who uh, you know whose team is gone. The Mad Monday celebrations. Uh, one of the caveats he put on his team was uh, that he wanted at least one member from each of the uh, last eight in his team. Yep, um, got it. So. He's got fullback Reese Walsh. Yep, I've uh, got that. Big Edric Lee is the uh, one of the wingers. Mm. Yep. The other winger is uh, Josh Addo Carr. Mm. He's got uh, Katoni Staggs with yep. Matt Burton in the centres. Uh, yep. AJ Brimson at five eight. I like DCE at uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Safiti and Big Tino uh, up front. Bookends, yep. He's put in Ben Haunted Hooker. Yep. Kurt Capewell and Luke Garner in the second row. Yep. Uh, you mentioned that Luke Garner is the Tigers representative. Yep. Um and, and Pat Carrigan at thirteen. Um so yeah, there's a lot of representative players there. Quick question uh, about the team. Yeah. Was it do all players like Example: Do all players have to have been available recently? Like, could Turbo yeah, be well, see, back? See, this is yeah. I was going to talk about that. Um, like, with my team that I put together, I only looked for guys who played uh, at least last week. You know, been playing recent footy, not mm-hmm. someone who's been out. You know, um, for for much of the season. Um, I didn't care what team they came from, so. There's a number of teams that have no representatives. Yep. But uh, just going through. Can I, I, can I, I had to give an, uh, an honorable mention to Joe Offerhen Gow. Big Tet of the Tigers at me. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. He did some good things this year. Um, Resigned, I think, with the Tigers. So, um, well, they've got a lot of money to spend. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, good luck to him. I hope he enjoys the Centre of Hope, um, yeah, as you call it, Griffo. Yeah, the Centre of Hope. Will only ever become a center of excellence if there's any good performances coming out of the club. Um, yep, who you got, Griff? I let's, noticed let's that he it. had players in positions they weren't playing. Okay. I, yep. I went with a couple of caveats I had. Uh, they did have to be yep. playing recently. Yep. And I only picked them in, in positions yep. uh, where they had been playing regularly. Yep. I've got so uh, I went to with. Already? Uh, I went with Brimson, AJ Brimson at fullback. Ooh. Um, I, who you guys, did you have someone else there? No, I have Brimson. I, okay. I thought Ponga, I have Brimson too. I thought Ponga might come up. No, he hasn't been playing. Well, that's. Yeah, I, 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 I
Brimson in the halves, and I thought, well, why not throw him at fullback? I, okay, he, good. He, he did play a lot of fullback. Okay. I've got, I had Brimson. Last couple of weeks, uh, it was between, for me, it was actually between Brimson and Walsh. Okay. I, I originally had Dane Laurie there, and then I thought, no, yep. Brimson's gone better. Yep. I. Well, what about you, Graham? You, you got a fullback? You got Ponger, have you? Well, you see, I don't know how loose the rules are. Obviously, Walsh is there. I mean, well, if we're Ponger's looking at... in there, they've got to be really loose, haven't they? Especially what goes on in toilets mm, in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. Say, well, look, you know when you teach young kids and you say go up in most pairs? People, most people take a uh, boogie board. <laughs> look, obviously, obviously. <laughs> Someone, like, it's good to see It's good to see that the carpool rugby league portaloos are making their way through customs. Oh, good. If, yeah. If, if, it's a good if, thing. If it's we're good going, thing. if we're going off the season and not necessarily who's available at the moment, uh, the, uh, the best fullback not playing finals is uh, is Turbo. But I know he's had a lot of injuries. No, no, I chose Brimson. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't consider Tommy Turbo. No, I didn't. I didn't consider no. Pong. I, I did it as if there was going to be like a game next week. Yeah, they're the, they're the ninth right. team. They're the ninth team for next week. So playing the, the Dempasar dickheads yes, or something. That's oh, right. So, okay, okay. Oh, that's good. So then, the, considering the you didn't get a run last week, I can keep Gordon Chan Kum Tong. All right. Oh, good. yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Now, just, just updating the team. So right. my two wingers were uh, Did Cobble you choose Cobbo? I had Cobbo. Who'd you have? Sorry. Cobbo and Addo Carr. Yes, I had Cobbo yeah. and Addo Carr. Hard to go past Brand? that. Yep, yeah, I had that. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't disagree with that. Mine. Well, we're unanimous. How about that? Yep. Shano and I are completely unanimous so far. Yeah. Now I don't, I don't think we're going to be that different. No. <laughs> no, because no, uh, I just think that yeah, that, that goes without saying. A lot of these on, on recent form, I, yeah. I got Lomax in there. I know he did some dumb things okay. during the year, but I think yes. he's been good recently. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I went for is a bit of a surprise. Um, surprise uh, is the Shoop Dog. I had the Shoop Dog in the ah, center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. Um, now, it was is, a surprise. Is okay. Yep. No, no. I no. had, I had, I had. Who did your mate have? He had, he had Burton and Stags. Burton and yeah. Stags. Yeah, I couldn't find a sp- I don't think Katoni's been doing enough in the I last had, weeks. Now, I had. I, I tossed up for Burton as my 5'8. And you've probably got Burton as your five eight group. You read my mind, Shane. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I had, I had, um, I had Burton and Bird. Interesting, we haven't had DWZ yet, Griff. No. Well, no, Lionel Richie. No, Lionel love for Lionel Richie. Richie. Uh, <laughs> he's he's, um, he's going to. Hello, this is me again. Yeah. Tell tell. Yeah, I thought I thought I couldn't Burton. put Harper in. I don't think he's had a good year. I I thought Burton and Bird. Bert and Bert in the centres. Yes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I know Bird's been lock. Mostly, but I had Burton and Bird in the centres. And, yeah. Yes. Who's that? Graham, who would you, who would you have in the centres? Well, see, going off the whole year, Stags, I think, has had some good... Good moments. Uh, if you've not got Burton in the halves, he can play in the centres, obviously, but he's more, more of a half... Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else is there. Who's at Newcastle? They got Gagai. Yeah, and see, I thought Tuala. about Gagai, and I thought I just don't think he's done enough in clubland. 
Yeah. I think if he's surrounded by origin, an origin, he always yeah, does yeah. well. I didn't bother looking at the Tigers team list. I, I yeah, but you see, time. I actually, yeah. I, I, I joke about Who's over there, Gardner? And... I had my, I put my, I put my token Tigers player in number six. Dwayne. Because I had to pick one. So the I had. He's been playing. You reckon has been okay? Oh, I had You're to asking me about teams in. that have lost more games than one. And it wasn't ah. until I, it wasn't until I did my team, and then we started talking. I went, oh, I should have just throw it off a Hengawi in there. Um, it's still I, I have, but you if you go off the whole, if you go off the whole year, I've gone off. I've gone off. Sort of when he's come back, there were times where he's been good. Oh, he had some great games. He had some great games, yeah. and I yeah. thought, well, him and DCE. If I could have Burton in the centres, and I tick off my token, um, Tiger, I'd have the way he and DCE. As okay. yeah. Well, as I said, I don't, I don't, I didn't go with the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have at least yeah. one rep. Um, I did go with they got to be have played in that position. Yeah. And that's why, uh, in the halves, I've got Burton at six yeah. and Ben Hodge at seven. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. If you if you I did think a switch, the best player this year, let alone seven. Oh, he wins that. And the thing is, if you switch around, and you have your halves and just sort of go, yeah, where I'd slot him in the side if I was picking a rep team. Um, yeah, DCE and Hunt would be halves. They, yeah. I don't. I still wouldn't have DCE there. I mean, there. I don't care who else is. Wow. I just don't think he's had a good year. Yeah, I, I, tell, I had Hunt. I had Does he Hunt make the Australian enough. squad? Shouldn't. I was. Well, I think he will, but I, don't, I wouldn't pick okay. him. So well, I, Australian... I was tossing okay. up. I was tossing up. I was initially going to have Dwayne and Reynolds. I had Reynolds. Teammates, six and seven. Teammates. Yeah, former the teammates. I was going to have yeah. Dwayne and Reynolds as six and seven. Um, that was another thing because, you know, just got thinking. Reynolds. Yeah, I was going to have that. He's had a good little, year. That's fair enough. He's had a good year. Um, well, we've got to remember yeah. this is over the whole year, not just in the last few yeah. weeks. Yeah, so I thought mm. oh, Dwayne and Reynolds, maybe. Combination. Graham, yeah. have you got there in the halves? Well, as I said, um, I forgot about Reynolds. Hunt and, Hunt's my number. Hunt, oh, Hunt and Reynolds now. <laughs> well, Hunt's my number nine. Okay. Yeah. Hunt's so if you're going off, nine. but if you're going off positions, I mean, as I said, because my team's all over this place, and I'll be honest with your listeners, I forgot about this when we went on air. We were just about to hit record, and I said, "Is there anything we've got this week?" And Griffith said, "Yeah, we've got the barley nine. I said, "Oh yeah, that's right." The barley thirteen. Thirteen. I'm not going to prison, Graham. I'm hoping. Jeez, you confused me, mate. <laughs> Uh, it's wrong time season. We've got the 13. Um, so, look, if you had to get the best half, I mean, if you had Burton, if you're looking at him in a six, and um, Hunt's, Hunt's probably been the best of that lot. If, you, if you're doing a bit of a shuffle, you could probably say Hunt Reynolds. I even had, as I said, Cherry Evans in consideration there when I forgot about Reynolds. But... Um, if I if I did the switcheroo and positions didn't matter and I had Burton in my centres like we do at Origin, I'd probably go Hunt Reynolds. Yep. Reynolds. Fluff around with the positions. No. All right. Props. Pain ass. I've got uh, Pain ass and Big Tino. Yeah, that's fair Big, enough. Yeah. Yeah. I know Tino's played a bit of uh, 13 as well, but um, 
more recently he'd been playing uh, up front, and I think that's his best position. So I got Haas and, and Big Tino, Shane. And I, yeah, I, you got to hear me out here. Okay. <laughs> what I'm about to say, you might fall off off your chair. Um, <laughs> okay, I had Payne Haas, Hunt. Now I'm void a warrior, so I've got Fenua Blake with Big Tino in the lock. Okay. Fair and this enough. is interesting too, where you've got players in contention. When I listen to you guys there, like, and, I, and I totally agree with you, it just shows how some of the players we've really been um, reliant on in previous years to have great years, like Siafidi and Tapao, um, not in your sides there. You've just named my second rollers. You got Tapao in the back row. Mm. Siafidi. Oh. They don't give him the ball, according to him. Yeah, well, <laughs> my team will. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to when they spread it. Yeah, no, that's I've, I, only because I looked at. I think I'm, I think I'm short a. I was short a, a night, and um, I thought, well, if I put if I put the Reynolds, um, if I put my Reynolds Dwayne combination in, I'm. I'm short a seagull. Yep. What'd you um, What'd you have for your back row, Griff? Um, well, I'll just give you my hooker first. Oh, of now, course. As I said, I didn't. Um, I didn't go with Ben Hunt because he has not played there for the Dragons. So, um, but you know, if I was picking a best thirteen, and irrespective of where they play, I probably would have Hunt at hooker. Yeah, and probably Reynolds at seven, but um, I went with uh, Jeremy Marshall King. Marshall King, yeah, good choice. Had a good year yeah, from the dogs. Yeah. He has, he yeah. has had a good year, especially the back end where they started looking dangerous and yep. um, getting getting early ball out wide, and some of those big kicks that that caused issues for the opposition was because they got early ball to. Um, to Burton, and there was no pressure on him, so he had a mile of time to kick. I, I, I like that pick. I, I would not disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, he's had a good, yeah he's, I think he's one of the better signings for the Dolphins. Yes, you yeah. forget. Oh, geez, what a computation we got there. Yeah, and his second rowers, I had uh, Bill Fermore from yeah. the Titans. I think he's fair call, being one of their, if not their best player. Great player. Uh, probably Tino, probably their best player, but uh, and the other one who's been a little bit inconsistent, was the only seagull I've got in there, and that's Hamoli Olakawatu. Olakawatu. Um, yes. You know, yeah. As I said, he's been a little bit inconsistent, but at his best, he's, he's unstoppable. Um, Shano. Yeah. Um, like I said, in, in my second row, I put Sasafidi and... Uh, probably I uh, now that you, I, I, I put I had um to power, but Olakwatu would fit the bill nicely. I just need a seagull, and like I said, I've got Tino in my um in my lock. Crazy, crazy thing if you were to look back 12 months ago and and if we were to be talking about this on the podcast, I mean, how high were we on David Fita? Mm. And like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Look, to be fair, Graham, the guy. I think. I think the the where where Newcastle have struggled big time is coming 
He's quick play the ball coming up out of the ruck. And he really, the serve, once you know, once you get a slow play the ball and clearing the ruck is poor by the hooker, you know that the forwards have a really uphill battle to be able to, um, to be able to, to, to do anything. Like it's almost like the forward, the, the opposition defense is on you. And the problem with that is, and I, I, the problem with the way the Knights play is you look at the good teams, and I was talking to, um, uh, Parramatta King at school today. Um, she was saying, you know, you know those good teams that come off the back fence. Well, that Parramatta. I thought we should talk about the council of Parramatta. No, King. there are a couple I, of kings. True, there's aren't there's they? two kings. They got a lot of kings. It's like Game of Thrones at that. I know. I know. We'll call it uh, <laughs> <laughs> our kings. We'll call, it, we'll call one. Have they got a Targaryen? We'll call yeah. it one Couch King and Calculator King. Um, <laughs> But um, and, and yes, King right. um anyway. Uh, <laughs> the thing and, and she said they come off the back fence. And I went, yeah. I said they do. And then she said, South Sydney don't. I said they don't need to. I said, what what um what Cook does out of dummy half is he creates that space. The biggest problem with the with the with the Newcastle Knights is they can't come off the back fence because by the time they get the ball, they'll be at the ruck. And they'll get hammered and they'll make no meters. So they've got to play a very shallow game where the penetration through the line is less. They're, they've got some fundamental issues at times. And I think that's probably why we've seen a drop off. Because really, what allows a good forward to maybe get into space, to get over the advantage line, to get through the gap, it's just the service isn't there. The, the other thing too, I think you guys have highlighted here and just while I'm scrambling here, trying to be a part of this conversation and have a look at who played in the back row for the teams that are in the bottom eight last week. Like a lot of the great back rows are in those top eight teams, aren't they? they are. Oh, they are. I mean, and- you know, like, like, you know, we're, you know, when you're thinking about locks and you're changing positions and you're saying, okay, we'll put big Tino, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, on the other on the other side of the ledger, and, and interesting, Jake Trevojevic didn't get mentioned. Um, yeah. mm. um, well, lock. Um, I'll, I'll tell you his. For the lock. I'll tell you his a special for the lock. Surely you guys have Pat Carrigan as your lock. Yeah, he's my thirteen. Yeah, absolutely has to be. Um, um, oh well, I yeah because Jane I, Sewer in the second row. Going back to our other conversation there, would he the be available? I like I did, He had a few good. He had some good patches would there. Carrigan but... be available next week. If they were playing, sorry, who was that, mate? Yeah, he played last week. He played, played last week, of course. Yeah. Um, so who were we talking um, about there last week? No, nah, that's right. Sorry, Carrigan. Just talking about Carrigan. Run. We're jumping all over. The place. Oh, Carrigan. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. play last week. Yeah. That's why yeah. I brought him in. Yeah. yeah. Um, you look at the flip side and the other side of the ledger. I can talk about Cameron Murray and Isaiah Yo. You know, that's like that. You know, like you go, okay, who's your lock? And you're like, uh. Carrigan's a quality uh, player, mate. You know, like, who do I pick? You know, I think uh, Carrigan is a quality player. Carrigan, I wonder just how long he stays if they oh. don't see success. Oh, I think he's, I think he's tied up for a long time. What's a long time? What's a contract? No, and what's a contract worth? You know what I mean? So well, like, he signed rooster, for four years last year too. If the Roosters go, yeah, but he had. 
I know he he's got. Uh, yeah, he's got it. He's got clauses. He's, he's got clauses. He had Santas in his contract. He's, 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 he's very. <laughs> the, new, the new Santa is going to be. I've heard there's. A, I've heard there's a cream for Santas in your contract. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just think if a really good club come knocking on the door, I'm just one with you know, and those really good clubs they're cashed up. They got good systems. I'm just wondering if. If in a climate with another NRL team in the mix, how like if they wanted to play hardball and keep him, they'd be, you know, like they'd be they'd have to stick to the guns quite heavily. Yeah. I think. I just uh, I think they might be happy enough for Payne Haas to leave. Well, you know, wouldn't you um, be at the moment? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They like, could use that money to, to buy well, a monster. Well, He'd be more value to them. Did you know? The latest talk is... <laughs> I saw this headline and it made me laugh. I know what you're going to say. The latest club after Munster? The West Tigers, is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. no. Why the fuck that was would you go Didn't you hear that? Last week, they're offering him something insane. Madness. No, it's like... This is, but this six is why million, they get in these situations. $6 million for four years. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Mika told me, and I thought, but, uh, look. That's Shane's 12-year-old daughter. She says That's where like, this, like, this, like, you know. This is where we get there. Geography struggles, but, but in NRL, she said, Munster, they look at, I should say Rabbitoh Mika, because we, you know, we always prefix here with the team you go for. Um, she said, did you hear about um, the, the Tigers wanting Munster? And I went, What? With what? She goes, yeah, yeah, it's something like six million over four years. I said, oh, you've read it wrong. She goes, no. Nah. She goes, and, and mate, she, all she does is read NRL, as her school marks suggest. Um, and and, she, and it was she's and I went, you're right. And so anything she says now, I tend to take to the bank. Um, but yeah, I. That's a lot of coin thrown at a guy. That's a lot of your cap. Yeah, uh, look, but anyway, we, we can go down a, a, a rabbit hole with them. Uh, you won't be okay, surprised. Okay, guys, I've big question. Before. Big question. Big question. Oh, just quickly. Look, just, sorry. Yeah. Just before we back off the back no, road, no. one I forgot. Um, yeah. Just with the back row, I just want to get your thoughts because obviously in a team not in the top eight, Kurt Catewell. Yeah, yeah, I think he's out of form. Yeah, I think he's out of form too. It's it's bizarre, isn't it? He was he was so big for Penrith last year. Yeah, and he was good at the year for the Broncos. But I just thought I'd bring him up as part of that conversation. Can I say this? I forgot him completely. No, that says a a, a, bit. I mean, I forgot. uh, uh, Someone I was talking to brought up Kate Will, and so I said, "Yeah, because they they listen to the podcast. They talk about being off the boil." And I said, "The problem, the difference at Panthers at Penrith was everyone had shared existence in that side. Like they shared the group, they shared the workload." When you have to up your workload by 15%, it means you're getting gassed quicker. It means you're at the back end of those halves where he was making a lot of meters, you don't have the legs anymore. Guys, big question. Can you look into your crystal ball? And of course, we have one more team next year, but we're not going to worry about that for now. Um, One team from this club make the eight. Who do you think might be the side outside of the eight to Ooh. make the eight. So the side that's not in this year that will be in next might year. Make, that will make it next year. Oh. 
Look, Brisbane were the side I thought. A couple of things. Brisbane, Brisbane were the side. The roster. Yep. And What's the that? Seagulls are the Seagulls were one of the teams I thought should have made it this year. And I was disappointed in the Titans. Wow. Do the dogs build enough? And I this think is the Broncos have the best roster of those bottom eight sides. I'm bringing in Maurice Walsh. Um, not really losing anyone unless Haas leaves, but yeah, I'd probably, and I don't know that they'll make it, but I'd, of those eight sides, I think probably the Broncos. Yep. Is there a team from this eight that's on the downward slide to oblivion? Not not on the downward side to oblivion. I think they're still a top eight they're team. Already there, some of them. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying with the Parrot. Parrot with my team. I said Para, I think this is their their They've I think got the, win it this the year. window closes a bit. Yeah. I think it closes a lot without Papaliti and uh Reed Marnie and Nicore yeah. uh, or Nicora, whichever one they've got. Um also State of Oregon Kafusi's leaving. Yep. Losing a lot of talent. Yep. Uh, what I'll about the... Team... Sorry, you go, Shane. I, I was going to say, I'll tell you a team for me next year, I think um, will struggle big time. They're not in the eight currently. I know they signed Nickel Clock's dad, um, the, the Warriors. I really... Mm. I really struggled to see a ray of sunshine for them. Because who have they signed? They signed Nicore, Walker, Metcalf. Barnett from Newcastle. Yeah. Tamari Martin and Nickel Clockstad. They're losing, losing Reese Walsh. Yeah, they're losing Reese Walsh. Uh, Ewan Aiken's going to the Harris. Dolphins. Yeah. Lisa Katoa's going to Melbourne. Uh, Jesse. We're just shuffling the, the deck shuffling chairs. The, yeah, shuffling yeah, the deck chairs on the Titanic. Right. I really think. And then you look at teams like the Roosters and you go, Oh yeah, they're 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 losing a couple of players. I mean, I know they're losing Verrills, Naguama, and Takiaho, but Brandon, I think Verrills is a big loss. I think he's a really yeah, he's the key player. loss. Brandon, he's... Brandon Smith coming in, massive. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Verrills is a better dummy half than Brandon Smith. I mean, obviously Brandon Smith's an outstanding talent, but I think Verrills is good for that team out of you know out of dummy half. The um yeah, I mean. Looking at those teams outside of the eight, uh, it, it feels like it's one of those years. I don't know because we've got another team coming in, where it feels as though not many t- like, there's not many signings for teams. I feel like there's only one or two here and there. Um, I I got a gut feeling. Have got a few. You, you know who I think? I know the the the, the Broncos should be odds on, and they're coming up. And and I agree with you, Griff. That the if. If the Bulldogs signings with what they've got now can click, I can't see anyone in the top seven jumping out of the eight. I think Para will be on a slide. I think South Sydney are on the knife edge, depending on on where they go as a club. Um, They've just signed uh, Lachlan Ilias. They've locked up a lot of their junior sides. Mamazoulos had a pretty good game when he came on last week. And the fact, I think that, uh, I know Jackson Paulo is probably going to the Roosters. Um, Two years to the Roosters. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. why. But but anyway, 
I think that, you know, depending on what goes on there, they're on a knife edge. They can go one or two ways. They can either keep going where they are and stay in the eight. Um, yeah, I just, I look at it and I just can't see any of that top seven bar monumental stuff up failing to the point where they don't make the eight, which means there's really only one spot left. Well, like I, I said, and I like the dogs. I, 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 well, I think. Who are they at? They've got Kikau, Marnie, Ryan, um, Sutton. Ryan Sutton from the Eels. Yeah. I, and they're, yeah. I think, I think they're a cup. You know, like this year, there's been times in games where they've lost. They've lost well, don't get me wrong. But there's been times where they've been in games and they just need someone solid, big, cha- game changer just to get the ball and run. They've got that now. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Look, but you know, you just don't know how it's all going to pan out. I mean, twelve months ago we were having to go up the the Cowboys because of their recruitment. Yeah, you just we were. You, you, we were. you don't know. And look, and that's where I hope when we look at say the Dolphins, I do hope that I they. Think, I think what the surprises the Cowboys thing showed us, and we said it last year, just how toxic the previous establishment was there, to the point where people didn't want to play and they'd had enough and they. Todd Payton, what he what he did at the Warriors, it, you look at the Warriors and what they did, it took him 12 months to not necessarily to unpick and rebuild the, the Cowboys. I tell you a guy who needs a lot of kudos while we're talking about um, people doing well, Fitzgibbon at the Sharks. We Coach. haven't mentioned it. I, I, I think what he's done, he's taken a system... He's taken a system and he's in, he's he's interwoven it into Cronulla and it's paid. They finished second, like you know, like it's under they, the radar too. Yeah, under the radar. And people still aren't finished second. They in games. They they. I I think a lot of kudos has to go to Fitzgibbon. I think he's, I think he's done a he. He's done what every coach in the NRL should do, which is why when I look at Seraldo, I think I reckon he's going to go well. He's right. done the apprenticeship he needed to do. To be you honest, know, with you, where, that could be one where, of their best signings. No, nah, I'm serious. Where people think Somewhere. that one year, where where people think one year in a coaching job, in you know. And we've seen it where these assistants... There's some coaches that can only be assistants, I think. But we see it where they do one or two years as an assistant. They sort of... In a, they're in a very good side with a very good um, head coach. And then they go off. These guys haven't done one or two years. They've done six, eight years from defensive coach to whatever. To to to, to maybe... They're maybe even starting to run... They've run waters to begin with. You know, they were the, they were the trainer... They've done this. They've done this extensive apprenticeship to then be an NRL head coach, and they take all the systems and processes, and they're old enough to go. Do not argue with me. This is my train set, and I think that's what Fitzgibbon's. If he wants to build a dynasty, he's got the foundations now. Definitely, and you contrast that to some of the coaches that came to mind when you said, you know, are they built to be an assistant coach? People would argue that's your, your Trent Barrett territory. 
Um, you know, next year, obviously, the big questions leading forward for some of these clubs not playing finals. The West Tigers are one of those where they've got Sheens and Benji Marshall and the succession plan there. It's going to be a lot of focus, I think, next year on Can coaches. Can I say fellas. something about that? Benji Marshall should be CEO. He's brilliant. Like, well, he won The Apprentice. He's got such a... When you read his work and you read his articles and you hear... Mate... He's no fool. Don't worry about being the coach, mate. Run the show. I'm telling you now, you'll you'll you'll, you'll nail it. Just run the show. Pascal. Oh, fuck! <laughs> There's a gnome in my backyard that can do a better job. Jeez. Jesus, I put a two dollar coin underneath it for my kids, and far out, he's paying more out of his butt. Bum you first. Want he's going bum first at the NRL. Uh, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's I mean, you, you know. Are there any games this week? There are. There are some games. I was just about to say, let's talk some footy because I feel like we've gone. Uh, we've we've just travelled from Sydney to uh, Brisbane guys, via Melbourne. The first, the first, the first, uh, the first tear to be shed. First tear to be shed. Um, Friday night football. What are we doing tomorrow night? Can someone enlighten no, me Thursday. what I do on a Thursday without football? Um, sure. Do, do I shop? I have do to I... watch a replay. Fix up your tips. What do I do? What do I do? I don't know. Yeah, you might have to go shopping. You never know. But look, we're in shopping. The good, the good news is that we do have football. It all kicks off Friday night. It is week one of the finals, and it's time to kick off our finals week one preview. All right, there's the whistle and the kickoff for finals week one. And geez, don't we have a belter to kick it all off? We've got the Penrith Panthers. At home to the Parramatta Eels, first versus fourth. Now, if I read the list of who's in for the Parramatta Panthers, I'd just be telling you the whole team. They rested just about everyone last week, but the biggest in I think we're going to be talking about is uh, Nathan Cleary. He's back from his long suspension, so Luai and Cleary will be um, will be back on deck as the halves. I think they had about. 11 or 12 out last week. Um, pretty much all the stars are back this week. And for the Eels, as you'd imagine, they've got the same 17 that got the job done against Melbourne. Why would you change a winning combination? Um, the other thing to keep note of, guys, and whether or not you can work your way into a side that's going so well, Nathan Brown, uh, I see at number 18. Now, he played New South Wales Cup on Saturday. He's coming back from a finger injury. Uh, be interesting to see come kickoff an hour before whether they want to factor Nathan Brown into that top 17. I think it would be fitting, um, Griffo, to go to you for this one. Bluebet Stadium is going to be um, the venue for this. It doesn't get much bigger than Penrith versus Para. Top four clash, week one of the finals, does it? Uh, no. Um, maybe uh, Rabbitohs versus Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, but yeah, these these are two teams that have have long been rivals. Um, for many many years, it was uh, the Eels that were big brother, and um, that's sort of been turned around in recent times. Um, but the Parramatta Eels have, particularly this year, they've uh, they've knocked off Penrith in both NRL games, and they absolutely smashed them in a trial at the start of the year. Um, 
does that mean much come Friday night? I think it does. Not so much from Penrith's perspective, but I think it does from from the Parramatta Eels' perspective in that they'll they'll be full of confidence, knowing that uh, that they've beaten Penrith twice this year. Um, Penrith, a very different preparation to last year's finals when a number of players were carrying injuries, including Nathan Cleary, who was carrying that shoulder problem. Um, Edwards had basically a broken foot. Leota was injured. Fisher-Harris was injured and a few others, but they all kept playing. Um, they come in, uh, most of them would be quite uh, physically fit. Um, they had the week off last week. Most of the players, that are, most of the 17 actually, uh, there's only two or three who played last week. Uh, Mitch Kenny, Scott Sorensen, and they, they would have been the only two that uh, went up to Townsville and took the field. Um, so this was the side that was very consistent, this 17, getting on the park for a number of weeks and and, um, and getting the job done. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to tip Penrith, obviously, but I, I think this is dead set 50-50 game. Um, Nathan Cleary's been out for five weeks, hasn't played since... Uh, his stuff up against the Eels when he looked at Dylan Brown and then copped his suspension. Um, since that time, uh, Penrith have won three and lost two, uh, but there were some really good wins in there, uh, particularly over the Rabbitohs and a game that I didn't even expect them really to win against the Raiders down in Canberra. So uh, they get the job done. Um, par- <clears throat> excuse me, Para beat Penrith when Penrith were at full strength at at, uh, at Blue Bet. They'll give themselves every chance. I, I think this is the best uh, Para's played for, for several years. They're starting to build some consistency. Um, we know that they've had a history in finals football of, of not playing their best. I don't think that's going to be the case uh, in these finals. I'm going to tip Penrith at, at home, but just because uh, they'll really, I think, if anything, those two games that they went down to Para, um, they're going to want to make up somewhat for those two losses. Uh, I think the team that loses this game, um, they actually, it, it might not be the worst thing in the world. Um, they're going to come up against either the Raiders or the Storm. I think they'll either Para or Penrith will win that game. And then they get a prelim against either the Cowboys or the Sharks. And again, I think either Para or Penrith can account for the Sharks or the uh, the Cowboys. Uh, the winner is likely to come up against either the Roosters or the Rabbitohs in the prelim. And I think that's a tougher ask than uh, than what they'll face on the other side. It's really interesting uh, the way that that works out. Um, but if yeah, uh, I'd, I'd much rather be playing um, 
those teams that I mentioned, either the Storm, who are slightly weakened still, uh, or the Raiders, or indeed uh, either Sharks or Cowboys. Shane. Uh, Griff, um, what's left to say? Um, look, can <laughs> I just, can Well, I'll tell you what is left to say. Um, we don't condone betting on this show, but I'm going to bring up some prices. Uh, $3.00. Parramatta. That's ridiculous. Three dollars. Three dollars plays a dollar thirty-nine. That's crazy. And I think the line is seven and a half. Um, I, hey, oh, I jump, jump in. Sorry, interrupt you there. Um, yes. Seven and a half. That line is madness because I do have a bullshit stat for you. Um, over the past two years, if only you guys. In- Podcast. See this. See this on my bit of cardboard. He has got parchment out now. Yeah. It looks like he's got got two bit of paper. One's blank, and the other one's got the Dead Sea Scroll in front of him. The other Um, one looks like a game plan for the Mighty Ducks. So, over the past two years, so we know last year Penrith won the competition. The year before, they were minor premiers, and they lost in the grand final. So, those last two years, they played seven uh, finals games. Tell me if I'm wrong, Griffo. Based on my research, their biggest winning margin across the last two final series is four points. Yeah, so I think seven, that's right. Be about right. Seven yeah. and a half start yeah. is seven and a half. Where are you coming from that? Um, I parchment I, look, came through. The parchment has come through. The parchment has spoken. Um, I, I look. I'm with you, Griffo. I think Penrith's going to win. I've got a couple of concerns. My main concern is with the two best or the best half combination in the competition and probably two best halves in the competition in Luai and Cleary, how match fit are they? Um, That's my only concern. I think that whilst they'll be itching to play rugby league and they want to be out there and they want to play, um, you can train the house down. Nothing compares to 80 minutes under your belt. I'm just thinking with 20 minutes left and the fire is in the lungs how much will that affect Penrith? With Parramatta, um, I look at their side. They've been playing very well. I've loved the look of Gutherson lately. It's like there hasn't been a bomb that, that, that's been an issue. Um, can I make a suggestion that may happen? Nathan Brown comes in for Jake Arthur. I, I, I think that, you know, the guy's worked his way back there. He is a potent player. Good for a um, good good for good for a brain explosion at times, but I remember a finals game a couple of years ago against South Sydney, and and he was actually very good. He was phenomenal, and I think that a guy like him on the field fired up. He's the guy you want against these big Penrith forwards. He's the guy you want front and center. When a guy like Campbell Gillard goes off, you bring him on. The intensity is going to be there. There's no fear. That's what you need against Penrith. You can't be afraid. You've got to give it to them. You've got to be up in their face. You've got to meet their forwards head on. You've got to meet them at every step of the way. Um, the only question mark I've got is match fitness, um, but that'll improve as the time goes on. I was talking to someone today that if Penrith lose this week, I, I still rate them highly for the grand final. They'll have another two games under their belt. Um, I 
I'm picking Penrith in an exceptionally tight game. I, I would not be surprised if this goes to extra time. And correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, extra time in final series is the full length of time, not golden point. Um, so I I would not be surprised if we saw an extra time game here this weekend. I I I, I can't I I can split them because I think Penrith have a better side. I don't think they've got a three dollars to whatever better side. I think the way Parramatta have been playing, I think the biggest problem is is people can't put their house on Parramatta in final series, and you know. Um, every para fan knows the Heimlich maneuver well because they tend to choke. Um, so I think that it's going to be a close game. I've got Penrith winning just. Yeah, this is an interesting one because every Parramatta fan this week will tell you they got the um, they got the wood over Penrith. It's almost like they're their bogey. It's team. a new competition, it, it, and it and it is. Um, interesting point brought up by you putting Brown back in the side. With um with Arthur possibly making way, I was I was interested to look at their side. I mean, say they go one to seventeen. Do you think Jake Arthur's there as just basically a cover if someone goes? You know what backs? I do? I have I, I think have, he's also a cover for Hooker. Yeah, yeah I I have Jake Arthur's in at number eighteen. Very rare. It's it's more you're more likely to get someone HIA for the. But you know what I mean. So I, I just, I just think this is, mate. This is a game where you're in finals now. You got it. You, you, you can't. Mm. You, you know, you, you can't. In saying that, in saying that, I think Parramatta last week. And correct me if I'm wrong. I got a gut feeling last week that was something like the 60th minute with three interchanges. They'd made bugger all. So, so like they can, they can stay on the field if they need to. I, yeah, I. And at that, there's a lot of intensity. There's a lot of intensity. There's a lot of intensity at eighteen. Because the other thing you got to remember too is that I didn't make enough of a hullabaloo about with Parramatta in Thursday's game. That twenty-two to fourteen scoreline flooded the storm. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. Well. Parramatta at the they, that sixty the minute mark, be... they 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 basically had him to nil, and it was the, yeah. the thing. The thing that Penrith would take out of that power game is that if Penrith are within twelve points with ten to go, Para Para will Para have failed back end of games regularly, and Penrith are not. It's been at their the detriment. Down. It's it's either been at their detriment or they've held on. I think that I think that for the Storm game, and maybe this is where people are at with the you know when you look at that Storm game, kicking if the Storm could kick a goal, geez, anything could have happened. What about Munster missing that goal? <laughs> that was yeah, the keeper well, in the game. Well, you know what? That would have been six behind if he got that. You know what? In front. You know what? If we're going to talk about this game in a minute, but. If Canberra goes try for try, goal kicking could be the difference there. I don't think they will, but geez, if you could just stick with them and go try for try, you won't be out of a chance. Yeah, well, look, you know, we'll get to that in a moment. Anyway, but Storm are a different yeah. beast with Jerome Hughes there. In this That's one, true. I'm tipping Penrith with 
minimal confidence because you never know between these two teams. And it's just one of those things where every time we think that there might be some chink in the Penrith armour, they, 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 they do the total opposite. Right. Like I remember a couple of weeks ago when Liam Martin went down with that ankle injury. It looked like he was done. I know, Griffo, you were talking about before them coming in and, you know, last year they were the walking wounded. Yeah, and Liam Martin a couple of weeks ago, he he went over on that ankle. He came out and he was the man of match man of the match against South. They just have this resiliency. They have this steel that even when the chips are down, they know what these big games okay. are worth. I just feel like um, I I don't know. My only thing with Penrith is that the only argument I'm hearing people around the water cooler make is that um, they've had players out recently and they're all coming back now. Do they have that continuity? I take that as people are arguing that Penrith are too fresh. I'm not copying that. I, don't think so. I, I I like you know what I mean. You can't be too fresh. They're rested. They're ready to go. Um, they These guys, as I said a, earlier, they played together for a long stretch. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They played together for years. Right, here we go, boys. Question without was notice. This Seventeen. Yeah. Question without notice. You know I love this question, Gray. Yep. Griffo and Graham, who? Is the man of the match for Penrith if they're to win? Clearly. Who's the man of the match for Para if they're to win? Uh, Moses or Brown? I've got a few. Moses or Brown. I'm even going to even. One. Oh, one. One okay. player has Moses. one. Right. Moses. Okay. So it's in the halves. Okay, cool. It's in the halves. I think Reed Marnie's massive for Para as well. That are they? That's why I'm giving everyone the heads up that he's still 71 bucks for the Churchill Medal. I reckon it's worth a look. But anyway, um, I've got power in this one. It's going to be a belter. As you said, Shano, it's going to be one in the halves. But as we know, game's not one in the halves unless the forwards do their job. Uh, they're going to be looking for big game. I mean, Fisher-Harris, Martin's going to be huge. Leota always does it. But look at the matchup we got. you got on the other side, Campbell Gillard, Paulo. Sean Lane doesn't get enough airtime no, on our podcast. He yeah, is Sean a Lane. freak. Absolute freak. Penrith in a tight one, but you know, with these ones, you flip a coin. This just shows the quality we've got. Um, I'll go Penrith by... Because in the Carpool Rugby League tipping comp, you put a margin. I'll go Penrith by 12 because I know they'll get oh. their kicks. Oh. Yep, I got it. Two tries. I like what you're saying, Graham. <laughs> You'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I, I think... I'm really I, disappointed. I, I won't be at the game. Um, yes, well, but, uh, not because I couldn't get tickets, just uh, other things happening on uh, Friday. And um, for much of Friday, I'll be uh, I'll be in another world. We wish you all the best, <laughs> and we do wish you the best. Thank you. All right, um, uh, uh, race. Ray, if Ray Stone wins, uh, well, a bit of a pun here. If Ray Stone talking. wins, scores the winning try. <laughs> No, I was hoping he was going to be hooker. I was just thinking of him before because last year course, we know he's we know he's out. Marnie obviously, out. <laughs> and obviously we know the uh, the Ray Stone. And there's a bit of an inside joke there with a bit of a pun uh, related to. Yeah, we sorry. We just made light of your uh, your heartaches yeah. and whatnot. But look, the storm yeah, bring back the storm. We're we're talking um we're talking up the storm big here. We know the Raiders come in at eighth. Uh, it's probably the the hardest match being the eighth team playing fifth, especially when they're the Melbourne Storm. Um, look, Jerome Hughes has been named. He missed round twenty five. 
The Storm are calling it tar- calf tightness. Dis- look, depends on who you ask. Some people are saying it was tight. Some are saying it's torn. Um, watch this space. I think he'll play, but um, there's a lot of a lot of rumours around that he won't be 100%. So, look, as a result, uh, Johns is going to go to the reserves. Um, the, the club are saying that Bromwich and Meany uh, should be right to go. Uh, Kenny Bromwich had that head knock. Nick Meany's a shoulder. They're, they're pretty happy with how they've pulled up through the week from all of the reports we're hearing. Uh, for the Raiders, uh, they rested Whiten and Whitehead last week. They'll be back this week. They'll be making the trip down to Melbourne. Uh, Harry and I will go back to the bench. Um, Frawley to the reserves. Hopawati has been named at 18th man. To be honest with you, Griffo, and even we've been guilty of this tonight, dismissing the, the Raiders uh, as a, I suppose, a threat within this competition. Most most of the time when, um, you know, you've got the likes of the Storm, especially down in Melbourne, um, you don't give the uh, opposition much hope. What are, you, what are you making of this one? I know a lot of people argue that the Raiders have been in good form, but... I mean, the yeah, argument we've been—that's exactly right. You can only beat—you can only beat what's in front of you, and what's in front of them this week's a lot scarier. Yeah, and this is the Melbourne Storm. They're not at full strength, um, and and last week, you know, they they couldn't. The, the scoreline flattered them, as you said, against Para, but they didn't have Hughes. He's crucial to to their success. Otherwise, it's so easy for the teams to just focus in on Munster. Um, the Flying Dutchman's not there. Uh, the Raiders, you credit to them, they've made the eight. You've you got to you know, say that they did well to do that. But they had that, that quite nice draw into the eight. And they were also aided by the fact that the Broncos fell off a cliff. So... Um, but, you know, they made it there. They got 14 wins and 10 losses. Um, and I think in, in making the eight, they've done well. It would surprise me if they can beat Melbourne, even though apparently the last time, four times, I think, uh, they've gone to uh, Amy Park. They've, they've come back victorious, including in a game earlier this year. But again, it was a, it was quite a severely weakened Storm side, and uh, they were getting beat by a lot of teams while they had so many players out. Uh, I'm going to back Melbourne um, on the proviso that Jerome Hughes is fit to play and actually can play at somewhere near his best because uh, he's going to need to. Uh, as it lines up, the, the Storm strength is in their forwards. Um, and the skill of Harry Grant. Um, if, if there's no Hughes, then it's too much pressure on Monster. And, and I would tip the, the Raiders if they were, if I knew Hughes was out. But uh, as far as we know, he's in, and, and I think that's going to be enough. Uh, I don't think it'll be a, a big score either way. I think it's going to be tight. Um, but I'm going to back the Melbourne Storm at home, Shano. Wow. How do you, how do you not back them at home? Um, yeah. Look, the history between these two sides is immense in recent times. It's I remember a um, 
I remember a phenomenal weekend down at Wollongong Boys where where we saw um, the, the the Raiders win, and you know, like, and and you saw that you know the run of the Raiders a few years ago. I think they're a far different side. Um, they've got spirit. They just lack. They they just lack the edge. Um, I think the I think the storm, you know, I think the storm have this in spades. I'm just trying to work on what to add from from Grip Griffo's great synopsis. Really, um, Jerome Hughes, I think again will be a will be a massive inclusion into this side. Um, I've got. I've got them winning, even if he's not in. I, look, you know, Nick Meany at fullback. Um, funnily enough, we talk about the Tigers earlier. I think Norfolk has uh, done some okay things. Um, you know, he, he's probably he's he's probably a guy still trying to find his feet there. You know, Justin Ollum, Xavier Coates, Munster Hughes, half five eight. But I take my hat off to Jamal Fogarty. I think at times this year he's actually played really well for the for the Raiders. The Ford the Ford game is what I'm looking for to mo- the most. Um, if a back never touches the ball, I don't know if I care. This Ford, uh, this Ford competition between the two will be immense. Um, Bromwich Grant, uh, Big Nelson, Kafusi Bromwich. Um, King up against uh, Papali'i, Walford, Tarpany, Young, Whitehead, and Elliot. I just think that this is where this is where the fireworks are going to go off. I think in the back line though for the Storm, it's going to break break more for them, uh, which is why I've got the Storm winning. I just you know, I just look at these sides and they've got so much history. And I know you can talk about team stats and how many won, how many lost. Um, I, I think that there's, you know, in actual fact, they're really evenly, um, poised teams you know, they're both in the, you know, completion rate average for 79 for the storm, 76 for the Raiders tackle efficiencies, 88 for the Raiders, 87 for the, for the storm. When you look at the average points scored, I think it's 27 for the storm, 21 for the, for the Raiders. Points conceded 17 to 17 to 19 for the storm. Uh, play the ball speeds are almost identical. You know, you, you just look at all all the stats. Now, stats wise, you look at them and you go, actually, they look really even. In real world wise, when you look wise, when you look at the players, I just think that the um the storm have it and they've got it in the halves. I think the halves are going to be the reason why they win this match. Um, but it's going to be fireworks in the forward pack. It's just going to be their halves um, breaking out, finding Justin Oliver early ball. And um, I think that's where some of the points are going to come from. I've got the storm in this one. The the most bizarre thing out of, out of this is because just, just out of habit, when I, when I was talking about this game earlier, I talked about how tough it was to go down to Melbourne and beat Melbourne. Canberra have won the la- the, the last four yeah. games at yeah. Melbourne. They're going for five in a row at Amy Park. They've got a good record down there. I don't know if it's worth anything. I don't know if the touch judge 
um, you know, calling someone out when they're not out is going to help them this week. We know that happened uh, in a previous game. I just think based on, you know, what we know and what we've seen all year, um, if, if we're getting back to simple simple talk and we say who's the better team it's Melbourne and I think most people would expect Melbourne to win this week and whilst I don't want to dis- discredit the Raiders um, I-, I think you know Melbourne for me um, I think they underachieved by not making the four to be honest with you so I'm pretty keen on Melbourne this week I, I-, I like the fact that the Raiders are in the eight I like the fact that they'll um They'll make a good game of it. But just for me, I think the uh, the Storm are just way too strong. They've got too much happening there. I'm tipping Melbourne in this one. All right, moving on to the third game of the week. We've got the Sharks taking on the Cowboys. This game here is second versus third. So the loser of this, uh, keep in mind, will get another crack at it or another bite of the cherry, as they famously say. Um, interestingly, this game is taking place at point points bet stadium so uh shark park in cronulla um a lot of people here um you know not sure whether whether it's poor form having a game at a ground that doesn't hold a lot of people uh, given that it's a big finals match um but for the sharks i'm sure given the fact they come second they'll be uh happy in the fact that they've earned a home final and that is going to be played in cronulla um Talakai has been named this week. He'll be racing the clock after he suffered an ankle injury against the Knights. Um, big ins for the Sharks with uh, Dale Finucan, Will Kennedy, Toby Ru- Rudolph, and Connor Tracy all back on deck. So that's really massive for them. Some of the key players they have been really good for them this year, coming back into the team at the right end of the year. Um, McInnes and Hamlin Ueli revert back to the bench. They were in the starting side last week. Um, for the Cowboys, Cohen Hess is coming back from his one-game suspension. Uh, Tanua Brown goes to 18th man. Uh, that's pretty much the only change that beat Penrith last week. Um, so really, from the uh, Cowboys' point of view, they've got everyone on deck. They're looking very fit, but a lot of big ends this week for the Sharks, Griffo. Um, some big names back on deck. There are. There are indeed. Now, just before I talk about this game, I've, um, I've just been doing a little bit of stuff uh, for our staff footy tipping because we have the sudden death semifinals. Uh, and um, I noticed, uh, it just came up with, the, uh, I had the 2020 uh, round one of the finals. There's only one different team out of the eight. Yeah. So those from 2020, and um, and that is wow. the Cowboys in for the Knights. It's quite interesting that uh, yeah. seven of the eight teams are, are the same as they were back in that uh, first COVID-affected year. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to back the Sharks at home. Uh, I I think both teams have overachieved. Um, in in running second and third after the uh, the twenty five rounds of the season, um, they're to be commended for their performance uh, in those games. Um, 
I think home ground advantage here does carry some weighting. And uh, I think both teams have, uh, you know, their, their attack and defense is quite good. Um, I, I like Nico Hines and Moylan as a combination. Um, and they got some nice outside backs uh, to get the ball to. Sharks uh, are a better side at at Tushark Park than when they're playing away. And likewise, uh, the Cowboys are not necessarily at their best when they come down to Sydney. Um, it's Sharks for me, Shane. Yeah, I like the Sharks. I, I, I think, you know, I think the Cowboys are a different beast away from home. And the problem is, I think the way that the, the draws favoured them this year at times, it's meant that they've been able to build some momentum at home, play a rubbish team away, take the win, go back home. For me, I think the away game that really typified where they were at away from home was the South Sydney game. Um, I thought that I thought that South were there for the taking at times. They defended exceptionally well, but just couldn't capitalise an attack. Um, when you look at the Sharks at home, they've been very strong. Uh, the Sharks, like I said, I, I think they are the the surprise packet of this year. Um, they're, they're, they've coached exceptionally well. Um, you know, when you look at who's in, Tracy Finucane, um, Rudolph Kennedy, uh, Will Candy. Can I just say the fullback combination, the fullback um the fullback competition here is going to be immense. Kennedy up against Drinkwater. Drinkwater has been outstanding. Uh, a guy, Graham, we spoke about this in the car, I think, uh, on Sunday maybe, where I said I think one of the really good and underrated players of this year is Valentine Holmes. Um, I think he's had a fantastic year. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, he's, you know, you look at, Ramian and uh, Talakai for, for, for Cronulla. Moylan and Hines. Look, Nico Hines. What more can be said? Um, Tom Dearden is in. Uh, Tom Dearden is in. Um, he's, he's up against T- Chad Townsend, who, you know, funnily enough, the team who he used to play for. <sighs> We got. I, I know personally. I've got to eat a bit of humble pie with Chad Townsend, um, playing playing some fantastic football. But then when you go down, um, McLean versus Rudolph, great, great, uh, great competition to be had there. Blake Braley. I remember a a preseason a few years ago where I think we were we were on record as saying that. Rayleigh was the player of the preseason. He just he just came out and had a blinder, and you know now he's in the in the top grade playing good football. Cotter Hunt, Leilua, you know Luciano is is slotted in there. He's got the starting role. Nakora, um, Wade Graham. What what more can you say about that guy? Uh, Jeremiah Nani. He's the highest try scoring forward for the year. Um, and Fanuk and Tamalano, like. What a matchup! What matchups we see to, uh, in this game! I, 
I really can't wait for this. I, look, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, and everyone knows, I can't wait to be parking my bum on a seat. Bum first. In Sydney, bum first. Because, you know, what's the point of sitting the other way? You only look at it, the rest of the crowd. Sitting down, watching South Roosters. This is another game I'm salivating at. It, I just look at the, you know, Penrith and Para have that dynamic game about them where it's going to be who's going to win. You've got you've got uh, Storm Raiders, which is this power game, and what are the Fords going to do to allow the back? This is just going to be dynamic. It's 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 the it's it's looking at one team's strength, trying to pick out the other team's weakness. They're evenly matched. They're going to try and nut it out. Can the Cowboys win away from home? What can the Sharks do? They've had the They've had the season of a lifetime next to probably the when they won the grand final in 2015. Um, I just look at everything that's unfolding here and I see a fantastic game uh, unfolding. I've got the Sharks. I think the Sharks at home uh, are going to win. It's going to be close. Another game, if it went into goal uh, extra time, I would not be surprised. I, I'm salivating at the at the uh, I'm at the at the at the matchups at the competition that's going to happen. I just think these two teams, if one team cracks, it's going it, it's going to be something like I can see it now. It's just, I'm looking in. I'm looking at you know the tea leaves, and I can see a Scott Drinkwater forty twenty. You know something like that that brings this game wide open, or or. You know, a Nanai forty meter run through the score. A you know, it, it, it's just got so many. It's got so many computations. A a Talakai uh, grubber through for someone to score. A, a Matt Moylan just just piece, a Nico Hines eighty meter run. Whatever you want, I think this game's going to have it. I can't wait. I feel like, like just listening to you there too, it was interesting you were talking about the Sharks at home. Um, I know it's a big hypothetical, a bit bit of an if, but I want to give the listeners a bit of a context in regards to how close this is. If this game was being played at Townsville, would would you be feeling like your tip would go the other way? Fucking Cowboys winning half of <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm no, but is it one of, is it, is it, is, no, no, is yeah, the Cowboys playing in Sydney a big factor for you this guys? This is a one point match. I'm picking them because they win at home, but I'm telling you now, it's going to come down. It's, it's not going to be a grubby. It's going to come down to single moments. It's, it's, right. you know, so you it'd got... be the same on the flip side. I might say on the flip side, Cowboys home. This is a flip. You can't flip a coin in the final. What do you do? It's, if, if a game's so close, it's going to be exciting. Home team's got it. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I actually think the Sharks with this one. Um, Shane's calling it a one-point game. Um, I, I think it's going to be very close. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be close as well. But I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with the home team. Also. I've got home team, but it's going to be yeah, close. Yeah, look, I've got the Sharks. If it's any bigger than close. if it's any bigger than a converted try, I, I, I'd be I'd be very I'd be very surprised if one team has one more try than the other. Mm. 
In which case, you'd think, you know, two good goal kickers too. Yep. Um, and, yeah, Nico Hines, probably the key for this. Valentine Holmes, leading point scorer for the year, officially. I think he is, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so would have would have he's got a good goal. His his goal kicking's like so mid eighties. Congratulations, congratulations to him. He's um, like an eighty five percent goal kicker, isn't he? Congratulations 84? to him. He would be the highest. Uh, he'd be the highest point scorer for the regular season. So good on him. Congratulations. Mm. Now nah, I'm going with the Sharks as well, fellas. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I even like the um some of the matchups we're going to see. Um, you know, in, in the forwards, like you said, like even, you know, if, I, I think Fanukin's an absolute beast. I like what Rudolph does. But even on the other side of things, um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about uh, how important Cotter is to this team. Nanite, there's just, this is just a really good matchup. And these are the two teams I feel that have earned their place in the top four, their second and third. And I just feel like no one's talking enough Brian. about these two teams. Everyone's Brian dismissing just... them and assuming that they're. I, yep. I think I think this <laughs> week one team's going to stand up and really say, "Wait, we're 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 a chance to win this thing." Just to let you know, Graham, be the Sharks. Uh, was Valentine Holmes highest point scorer? He got the most goals for the year. Incidentally, in saying that, Nico Hines, uh, leading the leading the um, league in tr- line break assists. Um, so he, you know, like heavily, um, heavily, uh, represented there and, uh, in tackles, break Braley led the league in tackles. And the other thing too, is when you look at these sides, I mean, I know, I I don't have the stats in front of me, but off the top of my head, I think the three best defensive sides in the league are these two in Penrith. Someone might correct me on that, but we always say defense wins premierships. So, um, look, we'll get a good insight into their defense this week. It's going uh, to yeah. be a belter. Yeah. Um, points difference. Yes. Is that correct? Four against uh, 330 for Penrith, 336 for the Sharks, 361. Everyone else is in the 400s. So, okay. Yes, so, the, yeah, so, they stand out. So, you look at this. Um, I think the defense will be on show. It'll be a bit of an insight to see if they can is, match it. The only difference is. In the top eight, outside the Raiders, the Sharks have the worst attack. Okay, so they might have a bit more on the defense. Five, seven, three for attack, and then only other one, the fives, is the Raiders at five twenty-four. Yep. Look, big game this week, um, but yeah, I have got the Sharks at home. Um, are we are we going to make? Are we going to have a bit of a chat about the stadium? Do we care that? There's a final being played at a stadium that's only going to be able to hold eleven and a half thousand, or is it the Sharks earned it and wherever they play, they play. Um, well, I think it helps you know, that they're playing the Cowboys this week and they're an out-of-town team. What's the What's the capacity there? Be, with the works that's going on at the moment, eleven thousand. Yes, of course, eleven thousand at the at a final. I. Well, who does it hinder? You know, like I think the fans, I think, and if we're if think, we're gonna get think, if Verlandis wants the fans to be the winners, Graham, I've always been a, I've always been a, I've always said that if your ground can't hold at least twenty two thousand people, you shouldn't be having an elite game there. Um, they probably should be playing it elsewhere. But anyway, 
11,000 people will get the uh, benefit of watching their team. All right. Um, look, another another game here, and uh, more people that will have the benefit of the watching watching their team. Um, we'll be there. We'll have that benefit at the brand new Allianz Stadium. Um, this one finally. This one thanks, should. Thank you, NRL, for your stupid members oh, code. All right, that was Fucking that was clowns. my gaff. That was my gaff until. Clowns, that was my gaff until the Taylor May thing. For those who don't I know, don't know, I don't I sat know there for bloody half an, an hour trying to buy tickets. That was an NRL issue, ticket tech issue. Basically, did, guys, did you hear if you about the code, one, any yeah. man in his yeah. dog could have got on. You, you ticket tech, okay? Like, NRL and ticket tech are kidding themselves. And I'm telling you now, as a South Sydney member, my club better, my club better do. Better say something better than what Blake Solly said in the paper where he goes, mistakes can be made. No, no, no. I'm a member. Was that him? Go or was back that to the old days where you needed NRL. a proper code, where you needed a proper mm. code to get on, not this bull crap South 2022. Well, they like, told us was it was Rabbitohs 2022. So for those who weren't up to date with this, anyone the... that had half a brain could have guessed their way in and got I'm... it. I yeah I know I know I know fans who aren't members that bought tickets before bought I did. I know fans who 100%. aren't members of either South or the Roosters who brought tickets to the South Roosters game prior to South fans because they were given the wrong code in their emails. And mind you, the the, the codes. So it was Panthers twenty twenty two. Eels twenty twenty two, all those all the clubs that was their mascot twenty twenty two. Tough to guess. Yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. And then the Rabbitohs one that was sent out uh, that morning was Rabbitohs twenty twenty two. That didn't work. And then at a half an hour after the tickets went on sale, uh, the code South twenty twenty two was sent out as the right one. I I'll be honest with you, as a as a member, the fact that. And and the thing is too that code didn't just get you into the South members area or the Penrith members area, or the Roosters members area, or the Eels members area. That just got you onto the Ticket Tech website. Yeah, they're idiots, mate. It was it was a shambles. It's a. It, it was yeah. They got to do better. Anyway. And you know what? The reason why they got to do better is because. And we're we're season ticket, and we always say you want to. You want to put an investment into your club, you become a member. If the fans come first, as Peter Volandis told me you, today, yeah, they'll true. get that crap sorted. You know what? In the old days, I, know a lot Griffo, of... I, I, I don't know if this was the same for Penrith, but I know with South Sydney... Yeah, you need code. Uh, it, was your member, it was your member code and the first four letters of your last name. Yeah, so it was your yeah. membership number plus... And, and, and that was... Because they used to have half the stadium... Was yeah. one club and half was the other. Ticket tech are just a shambles. Yeah. I'm not a fan of ticket tech. No, I'm, nah, I'm actually waiting. Try and contact them. I'm trying. I'm Try, actually waiting. It's, it's impossible. Well, there's a lot of fans I know who are trying to get refunds and not happy to talk to ticket tech. They talk to the NRL because what happened was, and and I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm one of those fans that look. I've got two sets of tickets. I gave one away. Because by the time I got on, there wasn't much available and I had to buy a set of tickets. 
And then we ended up giving them to someone else and then I tried later to get other tickets in a bay we wanted so that we're actually with South Sydney fans and not up the end where the Roosters are. Mind you, with the South Rooster, Rooster Ray. It worked out Rooster, for him. Rooster Ray. He's happy, a good boy. Happy to He's have him man. on board. But the thing, the thing is great too, bloke. the thing is too, this is where, this is what baffles no, me. Have, yeah. The, this is what baffles me. The NRL, this is the NRL this week in a nutshell. They are telling us that they want to support the fans and they want they are thinking about the fans as about the fans. They are doing this by giving one club the wrong code so that their fans don't have a crack at tickets for the first half hour. And I'll be honest with you, you saw it because it was I was a at hu- work it was a crap and I was spot. trying to get on. It was a crap mate, I'm telling I couldn't you now, get four tickets in I'm any section. You now, I and know, then they're okay, telling I me that they're helping me by two, letting someone I know play of this two week. I know of two families, two families, season ticket holders, couldn't get tickets because they couldn't get family tickets. So they, I know they're, people, they're not going. And you know, know that's families. That's two adults yep. and young kids who are going to buy merch, who are going to wave flags, who are going to want to support their clubs. We have to tell these kids, sorry guys, we couldn't get there because the NRL. I got, couldn't get their shit together. I got the allocation on the members' day gives me the. Grinds my gears as well because I've got friends. I went on straight away. Okay, I didn't get my tickets till half an hour later because of the code debacle. I've got friends who have better tickets than me by waiting for the uh, general public. You know what it should after. be? I Members are not advantaged. You know what it should be? It should be every seat in bottom tiers, or if you've got a if you've got a stadium under twenty, under thirty thousand, everything's for members. Whether you like it or not, and you know what? If you're not happy with that as a fan, become a member. That's the that's what you should do as a as if a fan of your club. Yep, you should be a, be a member. member. Yep, I'll tell and you if what. If you don't want to be a member because you don't want to fork out the money, then this is where you suffer. Yep, but the, uh, the whether you like it or not, the culture so Penrith, is bizarre. The Penrith, amount of the people that... game tickets for para fans members ticket for for Penrith members done if it's sold out at member rate well then it's tough mate my That's four the way it works my four month you know old son is a well? member the become AFL. a member the AFL nail this every year become a member it's an investment in your club and this is when you reap the rewards when they make the finals and you get the pre-sale and you know what if it sells out at the member tickets thing then tough. You Stiff know what Ticketex problem is? They're too worried about people scalping tickets. Grow up. I'll tell you what, if you want to scalp a ticket, there's plenty on the forums You're because people idiot. had to buy crap tickets because they didn't I get the thing. I don't think Ticketek worry about too care. much because oh, I don't think there's any humans stuff. involved. No. no, it's all a robot. You cannot contact them. No. Look, I'll tell you someone who is human, believe it or not, Joey Manu. Gun player, yeah, unfortunately no. human. Suffered a calf strain last week against South. Huge loss. They're talking two to three weeks, so even a win for the Roosters this week. Um, I I think I think Graham, that psychology for the club. I that's massive. But what it means, what it means for the club is um, Momorowski going into the centres. Uh, Based on the team that's been named, uh, Tupu's coming back from that groin groin injury. Joseph Swali will uh, return on the wing. 
so Naguan was going back to 18th man. What we're hearing is um, they're not 100% sold on Tupu, so uh, watch this space. Radley's back from his concussion, so Takiaho goes back to prop, Lodge back to the bench. Rhea Hargraves back from hamstring injury. Uh, sorry, I should say Rhea Hargraves after suffering that hamstring injury has been named. Um, as to, obviously, Sam Verrills, they'll keep monitoring them. Um, Adam Kieran on the bench this week I thought was interesting. I, I thought that was be, interesting. It's only his oh, third game of the year, not 100%, not 100 convinced that he might be in the 17 come game time. Look, the three begins for South Sydney are Cam Murray. Um, effectively, he didn't play last week. Um, it was very Origin-esque, wasn't it, in an early tackle? Um, I... I... I knocked out. I I'm waiting till the final team lists. You worried Murray might not play? Because the interesting thing with this one is two um, concussions in two concussions like that within the year. Um, they're saying he's got no symptoms. They're saying he's fine. That look. The is there anything mar- within the protocol the though to say how many was, you have in a the, year to rule you well, out? The inside mail is that we're hearing now was that in actual fact, when he got hit in the head, the latest news is he didn't do an assessment. That in actual fact, South said, look, just go. We don't want to risk you. Just just, just don't go back the, out. The, the talk after the game and the reports were that was because that he, he was showed... Fully conscious. Yeah, he was. And, and the thing is, because he showed Category 1 symptoms, um, he stumbled. So yeah. those Category 1 symptoms, Category 1 symptoms, um, stumbling is one of them. If you yeah. stumble, you're done. You don't do the – you don't yeah. necessarily the, – the, the, the head injury assessment well, doesn't mean anything. I think they what, do it to assess your level of consciousness. They did. But what they do, because he stumbled, he was ruled out as soon as he stumbled. Yeah. The, the quotes and the, the interview with Jason Demetrio after the game was that he actually um, – Passed the head injury assessment on the night. So the category one ruled him out. Prior to leaving the ground, he passed his HIA. So if he didn't have that stumble, which he did, I know it's a big if and but, um, that the HIA protocol that puts players back on the field was a pass. And on Saturday, the day after the game, he was symptom free. As the concussion protocols, concussion protocols stand now, you'd expect him to play. That's true, and I think I think as a parent, <laughs> it's hard to separate. You know, like if he was my baby, I'd probably be like, "You sure? Yeah, you, you, you know, like." But this is a discussion we've yeah. got here because I feel like where we're going with this conversation yeah. is, I know we're discussing whether he should play Look, versus should. I think I'm leaving that up to people with far more degrees. Yeah, I'll leave it to the medical stuff. Far, far more clinical advancement than me. I wasn't in the um, I wasn't in the dressing room. I have no idea what the head assessment was like. I have no idea what this caused the stumble. All I'm saying is, is he he appeared like he got his head in the wrong spot, and yeah, I. And he said that in the press conference. He got his timing wrong, head in the wrong spot. Yeah, it's a big blue for a player fully, of his effort, of his caliber. Was fully I say. coherent in the um, press conference. Look. Yeah, I just, you know, I just worry about, you know, just worry about young people, you just, know, like, yeah, I'd give up, I'd, I'd give up a win in a heartbeat to make sure everyone was safe, you know. 
And the thing is too, and, and just to just to go quickly through this because I want to get your thoughts on Murray, uh, Griffo. We know that Damian Cook's coming back from COVID. That's a massive in for the Rabbitohs. Another massive in is Campbell Graham. Um, Shano, Shano, put this one, park this one. Um, I know you, you're a big fan of Peter Mamazoulos. He's oh, out of the squad. Don't start. Um, I'll let you talk about that in a moment. But before oh, we get too far away from the... Um, that might be the that might be the wind-up. <laughs> before we get too far away no. from it, um, I'll be honest, Griffo, I'm, I'm letting everyone in on a little bit here. We talked about it early on the week, and I said to you, I said... And, and you agreed. You said we both expect Murray to play. But I think your conversation was along the lines of if South are fair dinkum, Murray doesn't play. Um, not sure They're if fair dinkum about the health of their players, yeah. So give us a bit of insight into this. So we're talking about South and letting Murray play. Is the issue with the NRL protocol? Because if he passes the current NRL protocol and they say he's good to play and the medical staff say he's good to play... Is it a Rabbitohs thing? Is it an NRL thing? What needs he's to got be looked one at more, here? He's got one more independent assessment tomorrow, doesn't he? I'm not sure where they're at. With the I'm pretty goal. sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure he has. Well, one let's more just assume. Let's just assume he plays this got, week. I think he goes, he's got one more independent doctor assessment tomorrow. Let's let's just assume he plays this week, which we all assume he will. Um, Where's where's the concern coming from? Because a lot of fans have expressed the same concern, saying he shouldn't play, and people in the media. Where where do the protocols need to be changed? Where do you think the um the the issue is there? I'm a neurologist. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but I saw in State of Origin massive hit right at the start of the game. He's out. Last week, another massive game against the Roosters. First couple of minutes, he's out again. Um, not just a HIA and come back on after 15 minutes, but out for the game because there were you know, pretty severe knocks that he took. Um, as I said, I'm not a doctor, but... You know, there's been a lot of talk about um, head injuries and the research that, you know, and, and what happened in the NFL. Um, I can't believe that he's going to be okay. Um, you know, he probably he will play and he probably go through the game without any problems. But what if he cops another knock? Yeah. You know? Is is this due to the fact that he's had two? Yeah, the fact that it's okay. repeated. So, um, yeah. And is that where we get into a... Like, and is this why I think... So is this where you're... And this is where I'm trying to support you here and say, is this where the NRL need to be harsher on their protocols that someone who just over three months ago got knocked out, and now they've got knocked out again. This is where it's difficult, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, 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 I've got no background in, in any of it, but I do have a bit of a background, I think, in common sense. And common sense tells me that this guy's health is at risk. Um, I, you know, I, 
I think he's a fantastic player. And do I want to see Cam Murray play in rugby league? Absolutely. I think he's fantastic. Do I want to see Cam Murray play in rugby league for the next decade at the highest level? For sure. Do I want to see Cam Murray healthy? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Um, can those things coexist if he cops another knock this week? Yeah, I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. and this is where, like, look, look, basically what I'm saying is none of us are doctors. We don't know. No. And this is where a lot of people, and this is what I suppose the point I'm getting at is a lot of people within rugby league media, like ourselves, that's pretty much where we fit in, are speculating and saying, look, this guy's had three concussions um, in 12 months. That's basically what we're looking at. That's yeah. that's that's the that's the long and short of it, and I think also too the fact that um you know they've been early in the games often they've been you know on in defence. This is where it's hard. What we're basically saying here is, and where I don't like to get into that territory, and I'm not sort of you know putting you guys down. What we're basically saying is, if we have a doctor and someone who's qualified and says, yeah, this guy's good to go this week. This is where I'm a bit like, uh, it's very hard for us to say he shouldn't play. The biggest problem is here, and and, and I, I was talking to... Is it PR? I was talking to another guy, and I think a bit of it is. I think um, I think the problem is, and Graeme, you know this better than us, what happens in a dressing room is, is very, sounds very cagey. Like you wouldn't have a clue. Like whether someone is as bad as they are or as good as they are, I think the wider public just doesn't know. And I, you know, what's coming out of the sort of coming out of the dressing room was that he stumbled, he walked off, he's fully coherent, passed his HIA, but the the stumble did him. Now, in my opinion, if you stumble, you stumble. That's that's a symptom. Um, it's like having it's a cough. It's like having a cough and saying, "Oh, I'm fine." the scary thing I think is, I think there's a bigger step here. Let's just say he hit the deck and didn't get up. And he sat up and he goes, yeah, oh, I just got knocked around. Sorry. All right, goes off for a HIA, comes back, you know, and comes back. No, South Sydney said he was not, like, regardless of the stumble, he wasn't coming back. And I think that... Um, I think there's a very hard line the team's got when you've got a player and a doctor saying he's I'm fine and he's fine. You know, it's 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 like when you want to go back to work and and people go and you go, you know, the why you know other people say we well, shouldn't, but you and the employer go, no, you're fine. I think, yeah, I, I think it's a tough line because what this system has done, it's removed the team somewhat. And the team has to go off the independent doctor now and the player. If it was my boy, I know what I'd do. I know. Yeah, yeah, but that's very different. If it was, you know, know, we're all, I think, think, we all understand what it's like. But, but the the, the difference is, I don't want to see anything happen. We're in in an environment now where a qualified doctor will say, this is where we're at. A qualified doctor will say that he is, in his opinion, he is fine to play this week and NRL fans 
will still say he shouldn't. Yeah, I know. And That's look, let's face it. Let's face it. At Why? what point? Yeah. Look. At what point does a clinical observation begin and end at a stumble? No. Well, look. The 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 category one symptoms. In all fairness, the category one symptoms. Uh, look, these are the category one symptoms. There's three categories. Category one is usually from headache, difficulty focusing, memory loss, dizziness, nausea. And you can usually uh, return to normal activities within a few days. Now, I said stumbling because I saw him stumble. And we know that he stumbled. I mean, shit, if we want to get technical, Isaiah Yo, if he gets hit in the head next week, let's rule him out for the week after because it's the same situation. And that's the thing we're seeing. We are seeing players... Yeah, and this is where we're getting with the NRL too. It's not only with the judiciary, with the referees. I feel we're seeing inconsistency with the safety of the players as well, depending on the. And this is where everyone's upset because of the inconsistency. So they're the usually a grade one concussion. You're looking at they're mild. Um, you don't lose consciousness, um, and and usually you're looking at um, a few days afterwards. Uh, you know, grade two um, is more moderate but it usually involves a brief loss of consciousness. Um, and obviously we're starting to get into scary stuff. Then grade three is the most severe. Um, you know, these symptoms can last for weeks, so on and so forth. And this is where it's hard with concussions because I feel like because we watch the NRL week in, week out, and we have this talk about concussions, we get this bush lawyer bush doctor mentality where we're we're diagnosing stuff that we're not qualified to do so the amount of people i've had talk to me this week and say well we've had a we had a bloke less than two weeks ago convulsing on the field why is he named this week i I, you know show me a doctor's degree show me your assessment of this player and i'll be happy to hear you it it, it it is difficult. It is one of those difficult problem ones. Is, the problem and where, is... This is where if, if we're not happy with these players playing, it's not a club thing. It's not a Roosters thing. It's not a, you know, it's not a club thing. It's an NRL thing. If, if it's unsafe for these players to be playing, the NRL and the doctors need to need to look at the protocols. Yeah. Oh, look, with the convulsions, you know, I don't know whether they're a direct result of the head knock or not, but, you know, I, I, in another world, I know all about clinical observations because that's what I do to help people save their life. And I'm telling you now, there's clinical observations you have to observe. And, 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 and most people can make them. Yeah, but they're not... They're not qualified then to... What I'm saying is, I think, are we putting enough trust in the doctors to get him on the field? Surely if you're you're a legit doctor and you say that he can play this week, that's good enough for me. That's what I'm saying. Cool. They do scans or anything like that. I would... uh, I don't know. I wouldn't imagine imagine so. There wouldn't be be a level of... It probably wouldn't show anything, Griff. Okay. Unless there's yeah. a lot of um, yeah. swelling. You might bruising. see some 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 trauma, to it, but it's 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 very symptom based, from what I understand. Concussions. No, I've never. To, well, I was going to say, to to the best of my knowledge, I've never had a concussion. But um, I, <laughs> I I don't think I've had a concussion. 
Um, so it, it's a bit hard. The, the the biggest thing is 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 that, and I think Graham makes a very good point. And I was playing devil's advocate when I was talking about the clinical observations. I think that, I think that there's professionals out there to make professional opinions, and and quite often we can sit in our chair and have an, and have an opinion. I've got to live by what the professional opinion is of someone who has had the clinical education to make that opinion. Mm. And if the clinical education is that, well then I can read the daily telegraph till I'm blue in the face, but at the end of the day, they've got a clinical opinion. As long as it's independent and in the interest of the person, I, I, I can't argue with it. I'll ask you both one question. Does Murray play this week? Yeah, of course he plays. I think he plays, yeah. Whose decision is it that he plays? Doctors. It's an independent doctor who has to clear him tomorrow. If an independent doctor clears him tomorrow, it's house picking. Oh, of course sounds pick him if he gets cleared by the doctors, yeah. Okay, so Just... if he plays and we're of the opinion he shouldn't be played, we're questioning the integrity of the doctor. That, that's my argument. I... Well, uh, integrity. I don't know enough, word. you know. But but that's to me. If he says that, if if I've got a doctor, I think hopefully, I was going to say hopefully he doesn't have my doctor because he's very keen I for a medical I, certificate. No, but, but I think <laughs> what we're saying is the problem. We got to we got to trust the professionals. The problem is this: in the clinical observation of a player, you ruled you ruled out to miss that game. What happens the next week? And I think I think nine day turnaround probably helps too. I think I think what and it does, of course it does. I think what the NRL has to get serious about is to say, okay, if you if you are deemed that you can't return to the game because clinically you've been told you can't, and he was clinically told apparently he couldn't return to the game due to his stumbling, you don't play next week. Yeah, that's what it should be, regardless of the turnaround. Yeah. yeah. I have no uh, okay, if you have a buy, that's different. But if but you don't play next week, you give mm. your head a rest. If that's the system, there's no ambiguity. The problem is again in the NRL, we have ambiguity, don't we? It's a nine day turnaround. If it was with, a, with, with junior, if it was rugby a lesser league. turnaround, he'd have another one. With, you know, with, you'd have two assessments. Yeah, you know? with junior rugby league, if you're dealing with kids, they've got to be symptom free for seven days before they can consider playing you know what i mean like there's yeah look and, and it's and it's hard and the thing is too um we don't know the impact of the pressures of nrl being big business the other thing is to be honest with you the race even though we know a lot more now than what we did we still don't know the full extent of these and i think what scares us is when you see blokes having these repeated concussions and i i really like what Griffo's saying in regards to concern, because what I think we're worried about is say, you know, I talked about Murray having in the space of just over three months, two similar concussions. I'd hate in 10 years for us to go, Hey, we've got the research and the knowledge now to know that's going to have an impact on him down the track, but we only know what we know. The biggest biggest problem. That's the problem. We only know what we know now and we don't know enough. Well, the biggest problem is in a lot of the, look, you know, we know America lead this, there's lawyers now that seconder the brain um, at death, so the brain goes goes with with the corpse, so it can't be used as a cadaver-style brain to be used for research. Um, you know, like if you do an out-of-court settlement, 
the brain goes with the body. That's the biggest problem we have. Like, live with your well, outer court. Live with your outer court research, but but at least let the brain go to the professionals. You know, anonymously, as as most cadavers are, and go research this bloody thing. It's it's actually interesting you say that because um, like obviously one of the most the most tragic things that have happened in recent times in the NRL is the death of Paul Green. And yeah. um, I only know, it was actually interesting, I only know this because I, um, I follow on social media Chris Nowinski, who... Um, yeah, he's Monica's a, dad. <laughs> not Nowinski with an N. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. So, so Chris Nowinski is a former um, football player and, uh, and wrestler who had to retire early due to brain injury. And he's actually like, you know, he's got a PhD. He's a, he's a rigid dig, um expert on this uh, fact. And he actually, he actually tweeted and I saw on his that um, he actually tweeted about Paul Green. So this is an American individual overseas who's uh, basically his whole research, his whole life at his, uh, as an academic is looking at CTE. And he was actually talking about how um, Paul Green has um, donated his brain to science to have a look at the impacts of uh, CTE and concussion to further study any link between, um, yeah, CTE, mental and, health and, issues and, and so on and, and so the, forth. And the neurological links to depression. Yep, yep. So No, like there's a million things you can look at in there. Yep. So, you know, obviously Chris Nowinski's most famous case was uh, Chris Benoit, but wrestling wrestling fans will know that oh, one. Look. Other people may not. But look, what I'm basically saying is we got a bit down the rabbit hole there. Um we don't know enough. We're concerned. We hope that the player's welfare is taken into account. Given that, um, we're expecting Murray to play. We're expecting Cook to play. We're expecting Campbell Graham to play. We're expecting Tupu, um, Swali'i, Radley, all these superstars back on deck. Obviously, Manu's the only one missing Griffo. Very interested to see where you think this game um, ends up, given the fact that they only played each other a week ago. Yeah, I'm more um, thinking that the Rabbitohs' chances are better this week than than what they were last week. Uh, I did tip the Roosters last week. Um, South side is stronger. And the Roosters' side for mine is weaker. Um, even though, you know, they got a few players back this week, uh, including Victor Radley, including uh, Swatli'i, uh, as you mentioned, Tupu. I'm, I'm not convinced Tupu is 100%. Um, yeah, the loss of Manu, I think, outweighs um, what's coming in. Uh, one one thing I found interesting about the Roosters was that they put Lodge on the bench. Don't know if they'll they'll go that way. I mean, their success over the last few weeks has has been more Maria Hargreaves and Lodge. Um, getting them right on the front foot from the beginning of the game against big teams. Um, I don't mean big physically, but. Um, you know, the Rabbitohs and, and the Melbourne Storm uh, are amongst the best teams in the league. And um, and the Roosters have got the jump on both of those sides over the last few weeks. So I'm 
a little bit surprised they're changing that formula that was working. Um, Souths, they've got a very, very good side. Um, probably one of the better sides they've put on the park this year. I don't think they're missing too many now. Um, Luttrell is a match winner. Um, I'm not quite sure if he's doing himself any favours by coming out in the media and making statements as he's done a little bit over the last two or three weeks. Um, statement a few weeks ago that, you know, look over your backs now, South we're coming. And, you know, that, that's fair enough. Um, you can, I think, say it within uh, with your own, own teammates, but maybe not put it out there. Uh, and then this week, and, and, and I, I guess I'm not in his shoes, but he was concerned with the booing that went on last week. I think when you come out and do that, you're only going to cop more. Um, so I don't, I don't know uh, if, if, if that's doing himself a favour. And I think but, it was way off with the comparison to the good situation. He made a comparison there, did he? Oh. Yeah, he was talking right. about getting booed and he talked about how... Yeah. You know, any, I, I, not yet. In a nutshell, racial lines. I don't. I, I think. Look, to be honest with you, I don't think the reason that people hate Latrell is based on race. I think the no, last time it was, a, it was to do with it. It's a Bruce's Rabbitohs thing. He he directly mentioned the game, and you know, I think he was more talking about the impact and the volume than than anything of else. the abuse. I, yeah. Well, and I the, think it, it would just get ramped up even further this yeah. week when you when you make those statements. But you know, it, uh, fair enough. Like if I applaud him for for calling out, um, you know, when there have been um, racial vilification online and shit like that, I'm uh, I'm a hundred percent behind him. But yeah. in, in this situation, I just think. Um, they don't like Latrell because they don't like Latrell. Uh, number one, I think it's the the incident last year with Manu. I think that's uh, uh, behind a lot of the Roosters' dislike, but also the fact that he left them to go to their arch rivals. Um, just, I, th- I think he's, he's better off just concentrating on, on the game. Um, Raytheon Astor's comments were good. He said, I went the other way from the Rabbitohs to the Roosters. And he goes, every time we played the Rabbitohs, he goes, I copped it. And it's just part and parcel. Yeah. That was his comments. Can I yeah. add Can I add why I think he's not doing it? You tell me where in the media it's talked about this week that South lost last week. Yeah, fair call. It's like the Wayne, it Wayne hasn't, Bennett, it hasn't, Bennett type he, thing. He, he's put his hand up. Yeah. He's put his hand up and said, do you want a deflection? I'll give you one. I think he's... I think he's played a master stroke and everyone's fell for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think he's, he said, do you want me to be a leader? Watch this. I'll put my hand up. I'll say a few outrageous things. No one's talked about us losing last week. Sorry, Griff. That's all right. You, you, you make a yeah. good statement. Like, um, I think the score flattered the Rabbitohs at the end. I know they did come back a little bit, but I thought the Roosters were clearly a better side on the night. Just as I, you know, thought Parra were a way better side 
against the storm and then and the scoreboard, you know, didn't show a big, big difference. But as I said, I think South's chances are better this week than they were last week. I probably still lean towards the Roosters um, for their forward pack. Um, their outside backs, well, certainly the centres, there doesn't lot, seem to be a lot of thrust there, but they do bring back their uh, the two big meter eaters in in uh, Suoliki and, and Tupo, and Tedesco was, was fantastic last week. Um, but again, the counter balance that before last week South had had the wood on the roosters and put big scores on them um, it's it's a 50-50 game again um, I think South will be quietly confident that they can knock them off um, um, some death semis of course um, and I'll uh, if I'm still around, I might be going after game one because I've gone Panthers. So, uh, but it's Roosters for me. And I, why, Shane, will you be tipping the Rabbit Oaks? <laughs> why will I be tipping the? Well, no, no, I will. I um, think you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I think, I think this is again a very evenly matched side. I, I, I team. I, I look at the two sides. Uh, big shout out to Alex Johnson. Congratulations to him. Highest try scorer for the year for the third year in a row. Um, he he had, you know, he's he's done some really phenomenal work. Um, not only in tries, but he actually led the uh, he actually led the competition in line breaks as well. So it's not about catching and passing. It is actually about. Um, when you get the ball doing the work and um and and scoring points. Look, I I look at this game and I think that it's 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 a very, very evenly poised match. This this is, is very, very close. Latrell Mitchell, I really believe that Latrell Mitchell took the emphasis off the fact that we lost. Um he needed something, he needed a hook, he used the booze, the booze were very visible. Uh, audible, I should say. South Sydney have Campbell Graham back, uh, massive in. Tane Mill on the wing. Um, can I offer an idea? If, if Joseph Sawali plays in the wing, I'll be very surprised. I actually reckon that Ooh. Paul Momorowski and Sawali will be in switch the centre. Yeah, I, I, I think Sawali might even switch to the centres. I, yeah. I think that. I think that he's he plays the wing. guy. Well, he's you know he. I, he got, I'd be more I think, thinking that I, Kieran comes in. Yeah, fool. I don't know. Like, I. I Adam Kieran. He's on the bench. Yeah. But I'm I, just saying, I, if they if he goes to the centres, they need a winger. Yeah, I think they're. Or Nagama no, no. comes in. Okay, yeah. yeah Nagama. Nagama. I'd be surprised yeah. if they yeah. played Nagama. I know, I know. I'm Defensively, just it. he's... I, I would just want my... I, even if they, in attack, they swap Drew Hutchinson and Sawali, like they want his hands on the ball early. And I think with no Manu there, that's... You've got to miss. You've got, you know, like... 
he's not going to get the ball he's used to. So they've got to find a way to get him early ball and maybe Sawali there to to attract attention with a wide running um, Tedesco. Tedesco was brilliant last week. I, I you know, I, I just think he's just a phenomenal football player. You got Sam Walker, Luke Keary in the halves. Their forward pack looks very good, the Roosters. Um, Hargreaves, Verrills, Takiaho. Um, you've got Crichton, Butcher, Radley. I think they've actually got the strongest forward pack they've had in a, in a little while. If we move to South Sydney, um, South Sydney with stretch back, Campbell Graham, I think is going to bolster the defence of that side. Last week, we, oh, I shouldn't say we, South Sydney leaked a lot of points through the middle or leaked a lot of metres through the middle. The absence of Cook and the absence of Cook and Murray was the problem, was the key problem there. They're not absent this week. They're going to tighten that middle right up. Uh, Tavol, um, Junior Tadola, um, congratulations on him. He was the George Pickens Medal winner of the year for the South Sydney, um, being recognised as South Sydney's best. Um, in a in a really prestigious line of people, I think, I think he is one of the key players in this game, along with Kolomatangi. If the Ford Pack need want to fire, these are the two players that need to aim up, go wide. Jai Arrow, Cameron Murray in the middle. South Sydney missed Cameron Murray's um, ball playing ability last week. They got into the position where they had really, really good field position. They just didn't have Cam Murray in the middle to be able to provide that extra set of hands um, for Lachlan, Ilias, and Cody Walker. Every, you know, there was probably three occasions where they got close, but they just couldn't nail it. They needed Cameron Murray there. Um, look, Tane Milne scored one of the great tries of the uh, you know last of South Sydney last year, uh, last week. Sorry, when you look at their bench, I don't know if anyone on the bench of the reserves is going to offer much. I think having Havili, Sele, Burgess on the bench, Cody Nikarima to me has been an absolute conundrum this year. I have no idea what the point is. He's not Benji Marshall. He's the uh, neutral bullet you bought. Now you're eating blended food for the next four months. Um, I I thought a guy like Blake Taff would do just as good a job. Um, I think in this kind of game, if anyone gets injured, someone's there to replace them. Um, I, yeah, I look, I would. I would hope Cody Nicarima, if he plays, comes on and he will need to reap havoc because you've got on the other side, Watson, Butcher, Kerrigan and Lodge, they're quality players. So if you're going to come on, you need to add something significant. Look, of course, I'm going to pick South Sydney, South Sydney fan. Um, My biggest problem is I look at the two sides and I go, where is South Sydney going to win it? I see them winning it through their fullback. I see this guy just trying to take charge, not do too much, not be silly, not get sent in the bin for 10, but just be cool, calm, collected, get in the good areas, do the offloads. This guy has is was second in the end to line break assists playing half the year. Nico Hines was first playing the full year. I think that Latrell Mitchell 
can do some he can win it for them the biggest thing is south sydney will win if they want to win the roosters are going to play their natural game it's whether south sydney can match that i look if i wasn't a south fan i'd be thinking this this is phenomenal to watch but it, it look I'm going to be there on Sunday and I'm going to be, um, you know, on the edge of my seat and, and with any luck, South Sydney play another game next week. Um, if they don't, they've been beaten by a side who is full of superstars. This is a big game for both these sides. I think, I, I genuinely think South Sydney have a chance. They do have a chance. Um, Look, you know, you know, I'm going to tip them, and I, I think the thing that really turns it around from last week is that middle, like you said, Chano, with Cook and Murray in the middle, not only in defence. I mean, they'll make a million tackles each, but also Murray. Murray's effectively their halfback. He doesn't kick. Lachlan Elias does the kicks at the end, but any time on the third or fourth, they're doing a backline play. Cameron Murray's effectively playing halfback. You did mention before. Um, Alex Johnston and the fact that he's made the most line breaks, made the most tries. One thing that um, really worries South Sydney's fans about last week was the fact that he was really nullified. Cody Walker was really nullified, and so too was um, Latrell Mitchell. The, the Roosters did a really good job at focusing in on their superstars, shutting them down, and making sure they didn't get involved. And... Now, something that the Roosters fans, I think, will be really excited about going into this week. Hopefully, it's it's going to be a bit tougher for them with Murray and um and Cook, and they've got a few extra ones to to worry about. But they'll 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 really be buoyed and and they'll be um be uh, I suppose confident on the back of the fact that they were able to put that pressure on Latrell, put that pressure on Cody Walker, put that pressure on Alex Johnson, where they weren't able to come into the game and play the usual game. Um, but I think, as I said, just Murray and Cook um, really tightening up that middle, especially in defence. Murray effectively coming in and playing as... Yeah, he's he's their halfback, pretty much. Um, and also to Campbell Graham providing another option on that other side. I think also, too, that um, tightens up the defence a bit. And, um, you know, as we know, with a lot of the criticism for Jackson Paulo over recent times... Um, you know, Campbell Graham is going to be there this week, so um, South Sydney will be hoping it's a bit tighter there, and I'm hoping that's enough to uh, get them the win. All right, fellas, I think that'll do us. I think we've oh, uh, cool. we've uh, we've covered everything inside, out, and all around, and um, all that's left now really well, is next to, week and is footy and. And then there's six next week. And then there's six. So, um, yeah, looking at it, either... Well, two of these four teams, Melbourne, Raiders, Rabbitohs, Roosters, um, will be missing. Um, be very interesting to see which teams they are. It's going to be a great weekend of footy. Um, we've really enjoyed having you guys on board, as always. And... Um, Look, to be honest with you, it's a massive week. It's been a massive podcast. And um, look, as always, we hope you enjoy your week. 
Say yes. hi, Ron. Enjoy the footy on the weekend. Lots of it. And there's the women's game too. Yes, yes, your women's games. There's some good games in the women's uh, rugby good. league. Brewster's very impressive. Also the nice. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye bye. Bye bye.